Blog Talk Radio.
Shalom, brothers and sisters. Welcome to the Lord's Hour. I'm really thankful to be here to have this opportunity to share the Word of God and the dreams and revelations that I received from the Lord. But before I start, I'd like to open up with a word of prayer, and I'd like all of you brothers and sisters to pray in agreement with me and to repent and to put the full armor of God on and to ask the Lord to come to minister and to ask the Lord to cleanse us so that so that our spirits are ready to receive what He has for us, so that there's nothing blocking or intercepting the word He wants us to receive today. So let's all humble ourselves before the Lord in prayer right now. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we all become before you. Father, please forgive us of our sins. Father, please forgive us of all of our iniquity. Father, forgive us of everything we've said and done that we should not have. Father, I pray that you'd cleanse our hearts, you'd cleanse our souls, you'd cleanse our minds and our spirits, Father, of everything we have said and done that is not of you. Oh, Lord God, forgive us. We repent, we repent. Oh, Jesus, wash us with your blood. Father God, from the crown of our heads to the soles of our feet, I pray that you'd cleanse us, Father, of all that is unrighteous, of all that is displeasing to you. Father, take away all that is sinful. Remove all that is unrighteous. Father, remove all that is unclean. Father, let it be made a perfect bride that is perfectly pleasing unto you. O oh Lord, O oh Father, I pray that you'd bless us and that you'd lead us and guide us, Father God, on the path that you want us to walk on. Father God, cover all of us with the armor of God. O oh Father God, from the crown of our heads to the soles of our feet, O oh Lord, cover us with the helmet of salvation, with the breastplate of righteousness, with the shield of faith, with the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. O oh God, with the belt of truth, O oh Lord Jesus. Father God, cover all of us with the armor of God. Oh Father, I thank you so much for today. I thank you so much for all that you've done and all that you're doing in all of our lives. Oh Father God, forgive us of all that is unclean, all that is unrighteous, anything that is false, any false spirit, any false word, any false doctrine. Father God, be repent, cleanse our hearts, Father God. I pray that you deliver us from all that is unclean and all that is not of you, Father God. All that the enemy is doing, Lord Jesus, to bring us down, I pray that you'd break it and that you would destroy it in the name of Jesus. Oh God, that your will be done in all of our lives. Oh God, use us and guide us, Father God. Oh, pour out your spirit upon all of us. Father, make everything new in our lives. Father, let your will, let your plan, let your purpose concerning all of our lives be fulfilled. Let your word be spoken. God, use us. Holy Spirit, use us. Oh, Jesus, we repent. We repent. Father, forgive us. Make everything new. Father, come and fill us with your spirit. Come and possess us. Oh, Father God, come. Come and make us your own. Come and speak through us. Come and minister to us and through us, Father God, because it is only you, Father God. Oh, Lord Jesus, that, that, that can satisfy us. Only you, Father God, can minister to us in the way that you created us to be ministered to. So, Father, I pray that you'd come and minister to all of my brothers and all my sisters. Minister to all of us, and Father, make us ready for a coming. Oh, Jesus, make us ready. Jesus, make us ready. Holy Spirit, make us ready. Father God, make us ready in the name of Jesus Christ, because time is up, oh Lord. You're coming so soon, Father. Prepare us, Father. Let us lack nothing. Let us lack nothing, oh God. Let us lack nothing, Father. I pray that you speak through me, Father God. I pray that you put your words in my mouth and that you'd speak through me, that the message that I'll, I'll give today will not be mine, but it will be yours that you've ordained from heaven. Holy Spirit, please speak through us in the name of Jesus. God, forgive us of our sins. We repent, we repent, we repent. Oh God, we repent, we repent, we repent, we repent. We repent of all of our sins and all of our iniquities, God. I thank you so much for today, and I pray the Lord you would use, you would use, you would use this word that you're going to speak through me today, Lord, to touch people, to touch your children, touch your people, and Father God, pour out your anointing, Father God, whatever they want, release it. I, Father God, in the name of Jesus, I release your anointing, I release your anointing, I release your anointing into this program today. Today, Father, I release your Holy Spirit, I release your Holy Spirit, Lord, to touch and to minister to people. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we pray with thanksgiving, amen. Yes, thank you, Jesus, for all your marvelous and wonderful deeds. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for exposing the works of the unrighteous. And Father God, thank you for delivering, Lord Jesus, us from the hands of the wicked. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for all that you've done and all that you're doing. In Jesus' name, we pray with thanksgiving, amen.
Yes, brothers and sisters, I'd like to start off with encouraging all of you to prepare for the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, because His coming is imminent. His coming is very, very soon. His coming is very, very soon, brothers and sisters. I want all of you to prepare. Do all you can to be ready and worship God as as He wants to be worshipped. Don't seek God as the Holy Spirit will lead you to seek Him. Right now is the time that everyone has to put God first and to worship and to make sure that their personal relationship with God is perfect because He's coming. He's coming with no delay. He's coming very, very quickly. He's coming very, very soon. I want all of you to prepare. Do all you can to prepare. Do all you can to be ready. Do all you can to, to, to make sure that your, your garments are ready because we're in a very, very crucial time. We're in a time that, that has not existed before. A few days ago, the, the Holy Spirit let me know that this is a very crucial time. We're in a time where the great division is occurring right now. And I knew that what the Lord was telling me was this. As it was stated in the book of Revelation, As was stated in the book of Revelation 22 verse 11, Let the one who does wrong continue to do wrong. Let the vile person continue to be vile. Let the one who does right continue to do right. And let the holy person continue to be holy. We're in that time right now. And and I could really feel, like I mean, when I read, when I read, the, script, when I read the scripture right now, I could just feel a lot of, because in, in, in my heart I could feel a lot of sadness and and sorrow for those that are unrepentant, for those that are lukewarm. Because very soon, those that have not really put all their hearts and those that have not really stood firm in the Word of God, those that are lukewarm, it's, it's, their time's going to be up. They won't be able to, to choose anymore. Very soon, the time that you have to choose is going to be over. And you're going to be left with whatever you've you've decided. Because when when I read this, I really feel a lot of 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 pain in my heart, especially for those that are that are unrepentant, those that are following the lies the the lies of of Satan and are are being deceived by 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 demons and following doc, doctrines of of false people and false messages. Those that are are are, are believing in lies, especially those that think that they could. Keep sinning and not repent and still make it in the rapture. And those people that think that, well, God is coming for everyone. Some people think that, that everyone is going to go home in the rapture. And it's, it's, it really saddens my heart because those people that are not ready, it's so clear. But Satan has, has succeeded in deceiving and blinding so many. Those that are not ready, those that are not clean, they're not going anywhere. They're going to be left behind. And the Lord, you know, showed me. He gave me a dream. He took me to the tribulation um, a few nights ago. He took me to the tribulation. And he gave me a revelation about the tribulation. And he also showed me about, he also spoke to me about what was going to happen to those that were speaking his true word. He gave He gave me this word. And I'm about to share that very soon. But before, I'd just like to speak of of the word he, he gave me about, you know, the righteous remaining righteous and those that are unclean remaining unclean because he's 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 the holy spirit okay he's clearly splitting you know all the people all the people are all the people in all the world are being marked as righteous or unrighteous people are being marked as holy or 
as unholy. It's like whether people like it or not. Some people think that they're, you know, they're the ones that choose. People think they they they're let's say they're made holy by their own perceptions or by what they they think or do. No, you're made holy by by God. God's the one who will make you holy, and you're not holy because you think you're holy. People think they're holy and clean and ready because they want to be and they think so. No, you're not. You're made clean by constantly letting the Word of God clean and wash you, by constantly repenting with all of your heart and completely submitting your mind and your soul and everything you have to God. God is the one that will make you holy and clean. You don't you don't make yourself holy. You can't be made holy by your own thinking, because that's what a lot of people think. A lot of people are in their own own world of imagination, and you know they're believing these lies of 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 of, of so many false doctrines that are lying to them. And they're believing, it. and because of that, they're going to be they're going to be left behind. And it's so sad, because what I saw happen to the people that were left behind, it was so sad, and it was really scary, and it was very terrible. It was very very terrible that I asked the Lord to I asked the Lord to I asked the Lord to take me out of there because it was very painful to experience the tribulation that is coming upon the world. It's going to be a very, 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 very horrible time, a very, very painful time, a very, very dark and gloomy time, a time where there's going to be so much fear, so much loneliness, so much desperation, so much blindness, and there's going to be so many people that are going to be lost forever. I'm telling you, brothers and sisters, right now you have the chance, you have the opportunity to make everything right with God. You have the chance to truly repent. You have the chance to truly be made holy. Because there's so much that is in us that we need the Holy Spirit to, to reveal to us so that we can change of those things. So you have to you know you have to submit to God every day diligently because your life is not your own. Your life was bought by the blood of Jesus Christ. You belong to him. You have to live as according to his will. You have to live as he tells you to live. Fast, fast and pray. Seek the Lord very, very diligently. And the most important thing is that your heart has to be right with God. The most important thing is your heart being right with God. Because one thing that is really dividing the true Christians and the false, those that are hypocrites and those that are lukewarm and those that are not Christians at all, one thing that is clearly dividing is the heart. Because, you know, God looks at the heart. When He's judging us, He looks at our heart. And before Him, nothing is hidden. Everything is as clear. It's as clear as day. It's so clear to God, even much clearer than day. God sees everything clearly, and it's your heart that He cares about. It's not so much about, let's say, it's not so much about the the works or everything you do. It's not so much about that. It's about your heart. Because a lot of people have done a lot of works for God, but they're they're not in heaven right now. There's a lot of testimonies of people that have been to hell and seen pastors that, that used to do a lot of things. They did a lot of things for Jesus, but right now they're not in heaven. They're in hell because of their heart, because they turned their heart against God. I want your heart. It doesn't matter what you have done. You could You could win even a million souls to God. You could do so much for God, but once your heart is turned against God. Once you begin to to go into sin and 
you reject God's truth and you hurt God and you go against Him. Once there's sin in your heart and your heart is unclean, once you decide, because you could work for God, you could you could help the poor, you could you could do so much, but once you're 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 not doing it from the place that is pleasing to God, you're not doing it with a heart that is righteous, a heart that is clean, a heart that is full of love, a heart that is that truly loves God. It's like you're just you're 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 just um you're you're just act it's almost like you're just acting. Before God it's like you're acting. You're just acting because to God it doesn't have a substance. Because to God what pleases him is the heart and the love that is in the heart. Because you can do a lot of things for God, but if your heart is not right for God, if your heart is unclean, if your heart is full of sin, then it means you're lukewarm. Then it means you're sinful. Then it means you will be left behind. Because once there's sin and it's unrepented of, you're not going home in the rapture. God wants you to work for Him. But He wants your heart to be clean. He wants your heart to love Him. You know, that's what the Bible says. You know, it says in, in Matthew 7, verse 5, it says, Thou hypocrite, first cast first cast out the beam out of thine own eye. Notice it says own eye. And then shalt thou see clearly to cast out the mote out of your brother's eye. So meaning that you have to make sure that you're, you're you know, you, 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 you let the Holy Spirit deal with you. You repent of your sin. You clean yourself. You are ready. You're clean before you try to, you know, tell someone to get the sin out of their own eye or to get, you know, the darkness that is in their life out of their life. You have to make sure that you're clean because if if there's something in your eye, if there's sin, because in this scripture it's talking about there being sin in your, eye, in, in your heart or you being blind. If you're blind, how can you tell someone where to go? If you can't see, how can you tell someone to go this way? Because if you can't see, then it means you don't know where is right and where is wrong. And most of all, if you, if you can't see, if you're if, if if you're blinded by sin and you're in sin, it means you yourself are not saved. You yourself are in darkness. So how how can a blind man lead another blind man? Another blind man. Will both of them not fall into a ditch? Will both of them not fall into darkness? That's what the Word of God is teaching us. That the Lord wants you to be clean. Because, you know, the plan of the Lord is this. That, you know, we should go and make disciples. We should go and spread His Word. You know, we should, we should, we should go and baptize people in the name of Jesus. That we should reveal, him, we should reveal the Word of God to the, to the world. We should share His Word. We should preach. That we should glorify Him. We should testify of His marvelous deeds and His signs and wonders. How could we do this if, if we ourselves are, are living in darkness and are living in sin and don't even know the right way? If you don't know the truth, how can you tell someone the truth? So what God wants is this. God wants to use us. But it's very important that we're made clean and made ready so that we can be used. That's why the Lord showed me that the people that He will be using, you know, to 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 help people become ready, the people that He's going to be using in, in this end time, 
to make people ready for His coming will be people that have that have allowed the Holy Spirit to cleanse and purify them, would be people that have been made pure by the Word. That is why it's very important in this time to make sure that you're constantly repenting and constantly cleansing yourself in the blood of the Lamb. Because the blood of the Lamb has the power to cleanse you and make you pure like you've never sinned. Like you've never ever made a mistake. So this is a great privilege that the Lord has given to His children in this time. And He wants us to take advantage of it because very soon there's going to come a time where you won't be able to switch sides anymore. You won't be. So right now, give it all you have. Even if it means you have to, you know, you know, the Bible says that if, you know, if your hand makes you sin, cut it off. Yes, as it said in Matthew 5.30, um, I'm reading the King James Version. It says, and if thy right eye, I mean, and if thy right hand offend thee, cut it off and cast it from thee. For it is profitable for thee that one of thy members should perish, and not that the whole body should be cast into hell. So, brothers and sisters, if you're struggling, if any part of you, if anything is making you stumble, this is the time that you get rid of it. Because it's better to have to lose a part of you or to go through a little bit of pain and see the eternal glory in heaven and in this coming rapture, than to hold on to that and lose your salvation for all eternity. That is why Jesus will spit you out of the body of Christ if you're lukewarm. Because Jesus would rather remove someone out of his body who is corrupting the other children than to let him stay and to corrupt the whole body of Christ. That is what's happening right now. That's why right now, in the time that is coming, the, remember I said earlier, a few minutes ago, that there is a clear division coming, you know, in the body of Christ, in Christians all over the world. And this division, it's not going to be us that will... I mean, right now we have the chance to decide whether God will... You know, right now it's, we have the chance to decide whether we will make ourselves ready so that God will keep us in the body, or we will not make ourselves ready so that God will remove us from the body of Christ. But God will be the one to cut us off because He's the one that is, you know, pruning and taking care of, of you know, of the body of Christ. God is the one that is taking care of us, the Holy Spirit. So what is going to happen is that those that are sinful and those that are unclean, those that are lukewarm and unrepentant, if you're, do, if, if you're unrepentant and not ready, you know yourself. Because in this time, the Holy Spirit will reveal. He's revealing. Because as you listen to the Word of God, the Word of God, it's, it's, it's sharper than any double-edged sword. The Word of God is light, and it lights, it lights up your path. The Word of God will give you discernment and will let you know truthfully. The, Lord, the Word of God will give you the truth, will give you the true discernment about your spiritual life. Because it's a light that will, will, will pierce through your body and will reveal to you the sin that is in you. That is what the Word of God does. That is why I have to read the Word of God. Because if you don't spend time with God, you can't even be ready because you won't even know whether you're ready or not. That's the dangerous thing. Right now, look, the Lord is coming without delay, very imminent. Time is short. And the Holy Spirit let me know this. I felt in my heart, time is very, very short. Time is short, my brothers and sisters. Do all you can to be ready. Be desperate. Be desperate for salvation. Because those that are not desperate, those that are not fighting for God with all that they have, Jesus himself will remove you from the body of Christ. It's not going to be you that chooses. Because right now you have the time to choose whether you will let Jesus keep you 
or whether you let Jesus remove you. Because remember, Jesus is the one that is removing. Jesus is the one that is choosing those that will go home in the rapture and those that will not go. Jesus is the one that is choosing everything because he's the king of all. He's the one that is deciding, you know, those that are coming home into his kingdom and those that are not coming home into his kingdom. Jesus is the one that is deciding. So you have to make sure that as you live your life, you live it for Jesus and you focus on making Jesus happy. That is that is all that life should your life should be about, making Jesus happy. Once Jesus is happy, then you're good. If anything happens, you're the bride of Jesus. Jesus will always stick up for you and defend you and protect you like no other. Because he died for you. He's, he's willing to go so far for you. He's willing to go to the extreme to save you. But those that are unwilling and those that are unrepentant, unrepentant and wicked, a great suffering will come on them. But I'm telling you, brothers and sisters, a great purging and a great dividing is coming to the body of Christ. It's already, it's already begun. It's happening. And that was what, what I knew. The Lord let me know that he wanted me to share this. He wanted everyone to know that this is the time to be ready. This is the time to make up your mind. Because if you don't make up your mind, then God will decide for you. If you don't decide for yourself, then God will decide for you. If you de if, because the lukewarm are those that are, let's say, undecisive. They haven't made up their mind to give in give everything up for Jesus or totally give all their life into Jesus. And this is the time for the great dividing and and the great separation of the children of light and the children of darkness. The time is here. It's now. This is the time that what the Lord spoke of through his prophets is going to be fulfilled. This is that time that these things have to come to pass. That time is now, brothers and sisters. Don't look back. Please don't look back. And please choose Jesus. Because for those that don't choose Jesus, there's going to be such a great pain and a great struggling and a great torment that is going to come upon them. As I was shown this in the tribulation, I, I asked the Lord, I had to ask the Lord to take I asked the Lord to take me out of the tribulation because I couldn't take it. It was really horrible. I, I couldn't. I'm I'm gonna tell you, it was really scary and really terrifying really really terrifying and i asked jesus to to take me out and you know he jesus took me out because i i didn't want to because i asked him because in the in the evening he showed he asked me and and i felt in my heart he let me know and then i told him lord show me the tribulation and he showed me the tribulation and wow it was very 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 scary it felt like it was like a horror movie, like the worst horror movie you could imagine. And it got to the point it was too much for me. I, I, I pleaded with the Lord. I asked him to take me out of the tribulation, and he took me out of the tribulation. And then I came back to myself. And then I was, you know, I was, uh, I was very thankful that he took me out of the tribulation because it was very hard for me to experience what he let me experience. That's what I'm telling you, brothers and sisters. I beg you. For those of you that have been to the tribulation, you know what I'm talking about. But for those of you that have not been to the tribulation, you, you probably might not have an idea. But just read the book of Revelation. It gives you a lot of information about the tribulation, just so you understand. I'm telling you, it is going to be so horrible. 
It is going to be so scary. It is going to be very, very horrible. That's why right now is the time that you choose. Because it is stated here in Matthew 5 verse 30. And if thy right hand offend thee, cut it off and cast it from thee. For it is profitable for thee that one of thy members should perish. And not the whole body should be cast into hell. So for the whole body of Christ, Jesus would rather remove, spit out, vomit out those that are not ready, those that are not, those that are not repenting, and those that are not seeking Him with all their heart, those that are lukewarm. Jesus would rather spit them out than to let them remain and contaminate the whole body. Yes, brothers and sisters, this is a very crucial time. This is very crucial. It says in Revelation thirteen sixteen. So then, because thou art lukewarm, and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. So that's it. Because you haven't chosen, because, you know, God is, you know, He's coming and He's keeping. You know, He's coming for those that have freely chosen Him out of their own heart. Out of their own free will, they have chosen Jesus. They have chosen God. And to follow Jesus and to follow Him and to worship Him with all their heart, their soul, and their mind. Those are the people that Jesus is coming for. But those that have been chosen, you, you can't be accepted into the kingdom because, because those that are accepted in the kingdom are those that freely accept Jesus with all their heart. The lukewarm people are those that have not fully given God all their heart. And God wants all of you, because if you don't give God all of you, it means there's sin in part of you, and heaven is not accepting any kind of sin. Even heaven is not accepting like 0.001% sin. No, there's no sin. When there's no sin in heaven, God means there's no sin. Without holiness, no one's going to see God in the kingdom of heaven. You're not going to go there, even if you have the slightest bit of sin. As it states in the word of God, that, you know, the bride made herself ready and it's been granted to her to wear pure linen you know linen that is pure that is white as it is stated in Revelations 19.8 this is what it says it says and to her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen clean and white and for the fine linen is the righteous acts of the saints Yes, this fine this linen, this fine linen, it's real linen. I've seen this linen before. The Lord's shown it to me spiritually many times, and it's real. It's real. It's real linen, and it's let's say as as clean as your heart is clean. It's as clean as your spirit is clean, because sometimes, okay, there was one time I saw this vision of of a bride that was in this garment, this this linen. And this garment I saw wearing. And it was wrinkly, it was torn, and it had a lot of dirt in it. And so the Lord was showing this to me that as like there is different conditions. It's like the linen could be in different conditions. Like your garment could be in different conditions. I've seen people with garments that, I've, I've, sometimes I've seen garments that have been so pure. so Like that have been so pure, so beautiful, so clear. So your garment, it's it's in a way, it's a reflection of your deeds, the deeds that come from your hearts. 
you know what you do because when you sin when you do an unclean act or unclean deed your garments begins to get like dirt comes upon you dirt uncleanliness comes upon you and your garment becomes very unclean and you're not ready to go up because those that are going up are those that are clean you have to wash your robe with the blood of Jesus because when you ask Jesus to wash your robe, if you have seen this, the Lord has shown me this. He has shown me what happens when someone washes their robe with repentance. It was one of the most amazing, spectacular things I saw in the Spirit. Like, I I literally saw the blood of Jesus. It was like a living red liquid substance. And it was like a red liquid substance that was alive, that could move. You know, the the blood of Jesus is alive. And I could see that it would move. Like, I could see like it moved over the garment the garment was washed like it moved over the red garment I, I mean it moved over the blood was was the red blood but it moved over the garment that was you know the garment and after after it, i thought like wash washing over the garment the garment became so clean so clear and so pure and it was spotless and the garment was actually beginning to twinkle and to shine it was beginning to shine and i saw this so, look, there's, this is real. There is a garment that we wear spiritually. You know, spiritually, when someone, you know, believes in Jesus, you know, and accepts Jesus and prays and seeks God and grows spiritually, they receive a garment. And it's a real garment that you receive. And the the garment is a representation of your heart and the things you do for God. Because your garment, it's not constant. It's like... What I mean by it's not constant, it's like it's not the same thing forever. Your garment, it could change its state and it could change its condition. The Lord can give you garment. The Lord can give you a garment. But when He gives you a garment, you have to keep it. Because if you don't keep it and you let the garment, you let the garment go, or you just don't take care of your garment, it will change into something else that you don't want. Because that is why it says here that it's a representation of the righteousness of the saints. Because the garment is a representation of the righteousness that, you know, Jesus has given to us that is reflected from our hearts. When you do righteous deeds, when, you, when you're always clean, when you do things that are clean, when you repent, when you do righteous acts, your garment is cleaned. When, you know, when, when, you, when you do good things, your garment is made more beautiful. And when you sin, your garment is made really, really disgusting, really unclean. I've seen I've seen a garment before that was very, very unclean. It was very disgusting. And, I mean, if you saw how the garment was like, if you saw what the Lord showed me about the garment, you wouldn't even want to, you wouldn't want to wear that. And if you're a bridegroom, you wouldn't want to marry a bride that was wearing such a garment. Because it was a clear sign that the bride was not ready for the bridegroom. Because when I saw that garment, it looked like it was dark. Okay, I saw parts of it was pure, was like white. Parts of the garment was wrinkly. It looked wrinkly, like very, very wrinkled. And it looked like there were stains, like it went through mud. And I think it might have been torn. I don't, rem- I don't remember the exact detail of, of its condition because I saw this about about a year ago. And it looked it looked very in a very, very bad condition. And you, you knew when I saw that garment, I knew that um, whoever that garment was for, or whoever that garment was representing, was not ready for the wedding. Because I mean, even physically, no person would welcome a bride, would want a bride 
to come into their wedding looking like that. If you had seen what I would seen, you wouldn't even want your bride to look like that. You wouldn't even want to wear something like that because it's a clear sign of not being ready. So if you wouldn't want to wear something like that or if you wouldn't even want a bride who looks like that, then how much more Jesus? Jesus that is so perfect. Because as humans as we are, we're full of sin. But even as humans, even if we're going to a wedding, we like to look clean. We like to look good. I mean, how many times have you seen a, a, a wedding, even for people that don't even know Jesus Christ, even when they're doing their weddings, they want everything to be clean. They don't want to look dirty. They don't want a messy wedding. They don't want to, to wear a bright garment that is messy, crampled, I mean, wrinkly, torn, with, with holes and with, with, with just dirt. So as simple as we are as humans, if we want our garments to be clean, physically clean, then how much more Jesus how much more how much more do you think Father God wants a spiritual bride with a, with a spiritually clean garment? Because if people that are not even saved, when they're going to a wedding, they they, they wear a clean and spotless garment. Even people that, that don't even believe in Jesus, some people that don't even worship God, or even might even worship other things, even other idols of this world, money and, and other demons and and other things that are not of God. Even them in their weddings, they like to look clean because they want to look beautiful. So how much more Jesus, how much more do you think Jesus wants a bride that is clean? If we always want to look, if we would want to look clean on, on, on our wedding. So you see how important it is because the wedding of Jesus, it's very special to him. The, the wedding of our Lord Jesus, it's a very special day to him. It's the day that he becomes one with the people that he's chosen forever. He becomes totally united with them and becomes one with them. And Jesus wants this. He really wants to marry his bride. He wants this to happen. You know, he loves us so much. He wants to marry us. He wants us to be by his side forever. So if, if he wants this so bad, how, much, how, how clean do you think he wants us to be? How ready do you think he wants us to be? Because he doesn't just want to marry anyone. Because if you remember... Lucifer is in heaven. There, there are a lot of angels that are in heaven. And they really hurt our Lord. They really made him sad. They really, they sinned. And we know that sin breaks the heart of our Lord. Whenever there is sin and people disobey God, the, the heart of our Lord Jesus is broken so much. And, you know, a lot of people do this. And, you know, it happened in heaven with Lucifer and the angels. They sinned. And when they sinned, they fell. And when they fell, there is a place waiting for them and judgment and hell. That's why the Lord doesn't want us to sin. The Lord wants a bride that is so ready, that will always be with Him, that will never sin. A bride that is perfectly spotless. A bride that has given up everything. A bride that is Holy Spirit filled. Because Jesus wants a true bride. Yes, brothers and sisters, this is the time to make your robes as clean as, as, as ever. Make them as perfect as you can. Because it's very, very important. It's very, very important. Our robes, the condition of our robes, they're a reflection of the deeds we do. They're a reflection. So if someone keeps doing good deeds, if, if you keep praying and seeking God, you keep repenting, the Holy Spirit will, you, you will see this. Like It, it depends. Sometimes you might not see it, but it's still there. Even though you don't see your robe, you still as long you could you could still have a robe and a garment and not necessarily see it.
But let the Holy Spirit show you. He will confirm to you. He will let you know that you have a robe or you have a crown or you have this crown or what the other crowns you have. He will show you because, you know, as it's it stated here, um, as I read earlier in the book of Revelations, it says that, you know, the, the, the robe, it's a representation of, you know, the acts and the deeds of the bride. And it's very true because depending on what you do, it, 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 it reflects, it has a direct impact on your robe. When you sin, your robe will instantly become unclean, dirty, torn, wrinkled. It's, this is fact. This is true. For those, for those that, that have seen this in the spiritual realm, they know what I'm talking about. Or for those that really know how true the Word of God is, this is true. When instantly, when you sin, your robe will instantly become dirty. If you don't, if you repent, it's washed. But if you sin and don't repent, the, the dirt is still there. And because that dirt and that sin is still there, when the rapture is coming, you will not be able to go because you're not ready. Because your your robe is unclean. You, because the Bible says that spotless, meaning no sin. So you can have a robe. But it doesn't necessarily mean you're ready to go home in the rapture because your robe has to be clean. Yes, you can have a robe, but you have to keep that robe. You have to keep working to you know, to, to make that robe pleasing. You have to make that robe please please God. You have to keep working to make sure that that robe is clean and clean and pure and pure. And constantly, you have to make sure it's constantly cleaned because if that robe becomes dirty, and you keep getting it unclean. If you keep sinning and don't repent, you can lose. You you will lose your status as a bride. You will not be bride anymore. Your name will be removed out of the book of life. It's like I want you to understand this: that once you get the robe, or once you become a bride, or the Lord shows you a bride, that's not it. That's just the beginning of 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 the real work you have to do. Because the real work you have to do is that, you know, as the Bible says, you know, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. And it teaches to pray without ceasing. Praying meaning you have to, you know, always be in the presence of God. You always have to seek the face of God without ceasing. As it is said in 1 Thessalonians 5:16 to 18 Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. So as you can see, it's teaching us to rejoice. It didn't just say rejoice. Always rejoice. Pray. Did it just say pray once in a while? No, pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances, meaning whatever situation that you're in, you always have to give praise and thanks to God. When you do these things, your robe will be in a constant, clean condition. When you're like this, when the rapture happens anytime, you are ready to go. But when you are not like this, when you're, let's say, praying partially once in a while, lukewarm, look, you're going to be spat out of the body of Christ. And any privileges you have as a bride, you will lose them because you're, you will lose your robe if you don't repent constantly and seek the face of God constantly. It's like salvation. It's, you have to fight for it. You can get your salvation. But if you backslide, then you'll be, you'll be removed from the body of Christ. And once you're removed from the body of Christ, you don't, you're not with God anymore. If anything happens, let's say if... If rapture happens, you're going to be left behind. And if you don't repent, you're going straight to hell. So I want you all to know this, that it's a work you have to do every day. 
every hour, every minute. You have to be conscious. You have to be very conscious of your life that you live. Because we're in a very crucial time where Satan is seeking to attack us every minute. You have to prepare with all that you have. Yes, I want you to know that even if you get the robe, you can lose your robe if you don't take care of it. Because this is what the, things change spiritually. It's like spiritually, with the way our spiritual lives, it's not, it's constant depending on what you do. Because someone could be a bride today, and if they go into certain sin and don't repent, tomorrow they could lose their bride status. Tomorrow they're not a bride anymore. They're a sinner who needs to repent. They're, they, they need to repent and you know they need to change from their ways because they're because they're not ready to go home because they're they've changed from their ways and have gone into sinning and they're sinning and they don't have you know they've you know they're sinning and there's darkness and evil in their hearts and they need to be clean they need to repent because for those that you know because you could you could be saved but if you don't keep repenting and you know, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. If you don't pray without ceasing, if you don't rejoice always, if you don't give thanks to God always, if you're not, because look, when you read the scripture in First Thessalonians five sixteen to eighteen, it is teaching us that we should always be in God's presence. That's what it's really telling us to do. It's telling us to always, because if you read this, it's, it's teaching us rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances. For this is the will of God in Jesus Christ for you. So it's telling you that the will of God for you is to always be in His presence, worshiping Him, thanking Him, praying to Him, rejoicing, giving glory to Him. That is what it's teaching you. It's teaching that God always wants you all the time to be in His presence. Always. Because when you're not in His presence, you're, you, you easily sin and you lose what God has given to you. And some people might not... Some people might not really fully agree with the fact that you can lose what God gives to you. But let me show you in Scripture. Let me show you in Scripture. As it is written in Revelation 3.11, it says, Behold, I come quickly. Hold that fast which you have, that no man take your crown. So it's teaching you here that what God has given to you, if you allow someone or if you allow something or Satan or anything what God has given to you will be taken from you that's what it's because a lot of people don't like to hear things like this but it is truth you need to know the truth so that you can so that you so that you could discern what is false and also so that you could truly repent and truly be ready because this is true because I've seen this happen before in the spirit I've seen this that's why I'm, I'm, I'm testifying these things to you. I'm telling you these things because they're true. I want you to know that you could you could be of God. You could be blessed with a lot of things. Okay, you could be you could be someone that's ready to go home in the rapture today. You could be ready to go home today. You could have everything ready, but if you're not careful, you could lose everything tomorrow. And this is true. So you have to be careful every day. That's what it says in the Bible that it teaches us in First Thessalonians. To always seek the presence of God every day, every hour, every minute. Pray without ceasing. Rejoice always. Give thanks to God in all circumstances, every circumstance. Wherever you find yourself, always thank God. It means you should always be in constant communion and fellowship with the Lord, always. And to be careful 
that what you have you don't lose because you can lose it. You can. It's, I'm telling you, it's very possible. You can easily lose what you have. You can. A lot of people have lost what was given to them in the past. Like Saul. Saul was, an, he was anointed as king of Israel. He was anointed. But because of pride, sin, and disobedience to God, the spirit that was on him as king was removed from him, and God chose David. So that's how it is. You could be anointed and God could be using you right now. But if you go against God, if you disobey God, if you rebel against God, if you sin and don't repent, then what God has given to you, He can take away if He wants to. You can be a bride today. Your name could be in the book of life today. And your name could be could not be in the book of life tomorrow. Depending on what you do. But it's all based on you. As the Bible teaches that the lukewarm will be spewed out of the mouth of Jesus Christ. This is very true. Those that are sinful and those that are unrepentant, they will be removed from the body of Christ. This will happen for those that don't truly repent. If you're unrepentant, you will lose your crown. You can lose your crown. Or you can build up your crown. So that's one thing I want all of you to know today. That's one thing that... Um, I felt led to talk about because the Lord was letting me know that this is the time, you know, to it's it's like a do or a die situation. You're either ready now, or you face torment and darkness and evil. You either you 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 either seek God, you either do this, you either you either listen to the word of God, or your spirit will die and go to hell. You either repent. And you seek God with all that you have. Right now. I'm not talking about in the next hour or even in the next minute. I'm talking about right now. Make up your mind because no one has promised even the next second. Even the next second, you don't you don't know what's going to happen. Because everything is going to change. Just within one second, everything will begin to change. So it's, look, you're, you're not, your future, you know, it's, it's like you have to fight for it. God is giving you the option to choose. Satan is fighting for you to lose what God wants to give you. And God is fighting for you to receive what he wants you to receive. You either do what God tells you to do, or your soul, your spirit, will die. Like Adam and Eve, God, you know, they were supposed to, it was like a do or die situation. They either had to obey God, or they were going to die. as it is written in the book of Genesis 2.17. Yes, as it says in Genesis 2.17, it says, But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. It says you shall surely die. In that same way, if right now is the time, you either obey God or you will surely die. And when God said, die, he said they would surely die. And that's what happened. Eventually, Adam and Eve, they passed away. But in this time, in our case, it's like when you sin and don't repent, 
your spirit, it's or it's like your because when sin is death, okay, when sin comes into your heart, it will bring death into you. When you read the book of James one fifteen, it says, "Then when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin, and sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death." So what it is is, when you sin and don't repent it will bring forth death because once you sin you can't go home you can't you can't you can't go home to heaven you can't it's like you've lost because once you've sinned and and not repented at that point your spirit is unclean at that point it's like you're serving satan and you're either serving Satan or God. With God, you have to give him everything. You have to repent and reject and expel and repel all darkness and all evil out of your life. Once you sin, you're, you, it's like you're serving Satan. If you repent and turn from your ways, then you're received into salvation. If you repent and believe in Jesus Christ, then you are. But if you're not, then the sin in you will eventually bring you death. But, uh, but the thing is, your spirit, at that moment, because you've sinned, You've, you're, you've decided to follow Satan in his ways. The spirit of death is on you. If you were to die because you have not repented, you are going straight to hell. It will t it, usually it will take time for your physical body to catch up to the death. But your spirit is already in death. Because when you sin and don't repent, instantly your spirit is in death. Your spirit is dead. Your spirit is in death. And your spirit is... Is like your spirit is like death. The spirit of death is in your spirit, and by law, it's like if if you have not received Jesus, if you have, if you don't repent from your sins, the moment you sin, if you are to die, you're going straight to hell. If you don't repent of your sins, you will go to hell. I'm telling you how serious this is, because a lot of people treat sin like it's li treat sin too lightly. They, they they think sin is okay, but sin is is not okay. Not even look. There's no there's no small sin, no big sin. All sin is sin. Whether you steal a pen or you stole one dollar, it's sin, and you're it's accountable to make you go to hell. It's like you can go to hell for those sins if you don't repent, because stealing is stealing. Whether you steal a million dollars or you steal one dollar, it's still stealing, and you and you will go to hell for any one of them if you don't repent, because sin is sin. Sin is sin, because a lot of people like to treat sin like it's it's something, like it's nothing, like it, it's it's okay. We have Jesus, so it's like. But the thing is, Jesus overcame sin. Jesus, he defeated sin. But so many people have not yet over because so many people have not overcome the sins that they're going through. Because this is it, Jesus overcame sin. He defeated sin. Okay. So when we accept him and we truly surrender to him, we overcome sin. And when Jesus really lives in you, you will know how serious sin is. And how sin can completely cause you to be separated from God. And how sin can cause you to be eternally condemned in hell. So you will know. So because of that, the, Jesus will give you the power to overcome sin. And, and if you truly believe, you won't, like if you accept Jesus, Jesus, because of the power and the strength that Jesus will give you, you will stop sinning. You will not sin. You will not be disobedient. You will not do the things that Jesus says not to do. That is what will happen to you if you truly, you know, repent 
and truly believe. So for you rather when you receive it, when you receive Jesus, Jesus will help you. You will because because Jesus overcame death. He overcame sin. So when you accept him, you have overcome sin. But you will know that sin is still something that you don't treat lightly. Because the slightest thing you do, it can make you lose what God has given to you. Because sin is what is causing people to be spewed out of the body of Christ. A lot of people take this for granted, but you have to be careful. You really have to be careful with your spiritual life. It's very important that you don't sin. It's very important that you always repent. Do your best not to, but if you do, instantly repent. Repent every hour. And when you and true repentance um means that you truly do your best to never go back. So when you sin and you realize you keep going back to your sin instantly, then it means you haven't truly repented. Then it means something is wrong. Because true repentance is a sign that will show you that, because, because a sign of true repentance is that you don't go back to your sin instantly. Or usually sometimes you don't even go back to it at all. Sometimes. But when you realize you're repenting, you go back, then it means something is wrong. Then it means you're just talking to the Lord. You're not truly repenting from the bottom of your heart. Because when you truly repent, the Holy Spirit will, will get... Sometimes, a lot of sins people come in are because of demons. The Lord will deliver you from that demon. The Lord will remove what has to be removed so that you can be changed. Because the Lord wants you to be saved. Because the Lord wants His bride in heaven with Him. He doesn't want to be separated from the ones He loves. From the ones He loves. So, in this time... Brothers and sisters, it's very crucial. You have to make sure that, you know, the crown that you receive, you hold on to it. And I'm telling you, even with the crowns, it changes. Because I've seen, okay, this is what, this is what I've seen. Um, when you do good, okay, whenever you do good, when you do good, when you humble, when, when, when you humble yourself, when you're repentant and obedient, there are times when I would see, sometimes, um, after a deed of of true humility or true righteousness or a, a deed, let's say when you do something where you allow the Holy Spirit to truly work righteousness through you, you will or do something that is very, very, like, let me let the Holy Spirit do His work through you. You will realize, you will see this. I mean, for those of you that can see in the Spirit, you will see. Sometimes the Lord will give you vision, so He'll show you. Um, or sometimes He will even tell you. And He will let you know that you're receiving rewards or you're receiving jewels or diamonds or or it could be so many things. I, I've seen a lot of jewels and a lot of diamonds on on, on, on garments and peep on robes and on crowns. And I've realized I've seen different crowns. There are different crowns. Some crowns I've seen are are let's say let's say don't look so big. Some crowns are not very big. Some crowns are, let's say, medium size, and some crowns are huge. Some crowns I saw, I was so surprised. I didn't know that there could be crowns that big, uh, because I, because to me, my my idea of crowns were like something small that could, you know, just cover a little part, like just cover maybe your your head or maybe a little bit of your forehead. That, that's what I thought crowns were, because that's what I would see at the beginning. But in times where I would pray and I'd fast and seek the Lord more. There were times I would see crowns that were huge, sometimes as big as my head or even even maybe even bigger. Like and they were tall. Like there were crowns that were like tall. And I could see one time I saw this golden crown 
And it's like the more I'd seek the Lord, I would see that like day after day, it would, it would like the crowns I'd see, I would see different crowns. Like the crowns that the, I would receive from the Lord would not be the same crown. It would be different. Because I'd see crowns sometimes with different textures. Some crowns would look white. Some crowns would look um, like glass, clear, like like cl- very clear. Some crowns would look very clear. Um, some crowns would look, you know, like crystal, very clear. Some crowns would look like white, like solid white. Some crowns would look like gold. Different crowns. Some of them are are, are probably silver. Um, I um, I probably don't remember all the crowns I've seen, but I've seen one thing I know is that the Lord has shown me like so many different kinds of crowns. I've seen crowns that are, are small, crowns that are let's say medium sized, crowns that are very 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 big, and very awesome looking. And from from my understanding, it's um, is a representation of your heart and the deeds you do, what you do for Christ, um, how much fasting you do, because because the glory of God that will dwell within you or that will rest upon you, it's um, it's it's directly proportional to your heart and the work you do for God and how much you seek Him. But it's, it mainly has to do with your heart because that's one thing that the Lord taught me. That oh, I'm so sorry about that noise, brothers and sisters. I'm so sorry about that. Um, please forgive me for that noise you heard just now. Yes, one thing that the Lord has shown me is that as a Christian or or as someone will seek Him, is that as someone will seek Him, it's like the glory that you will receive will increase. When you seek Him, especially from your from the bottom of your heart, because because what's so important to the Lord is your heart. That's what I see that would really cause. Because usually my experience with the Lord, one thing that really helped me to get really close to Him and to see Him and to really feel Him and to to go through all that I went through was was the love of God. Because the Lord really showed me that of, of all these, love indeed is the greatest. And I tell you, love is the greatest. And the Lord taught me about loving Him with everything. And doing that totally, helping me do that just changed my life. So, brothers and sisters, I want to encourage you that to know that the things that we get from the like our relationship with the Lord, um, the blessings, everything that we receive with the Lord, it has to do directly with with our hearts. Because He looks on us and He judges us with our hearts. Like you know, the woman that gave, the widow that gave just a penny, and the rich man that gave, let's say, um, so much money, maybe thousands or even millions. God saw that the widow did better. So in heaven, the widow is going to receive a much bigger reward than the rich man, because it's not about how much, let's say you give to the Lord, but the, is how much of your heart you're willing to give Him. That's what He really wants. So in heaven, like the rewards are based off of the amount, your heart that you give to Him. It's not about, let's say, because someone could have a lot of money. You could give God $1,000. Someone could have nothing and just give God 50 cents, and 50 cents could be all they have. They could get a much bigger building in heaven than you who gave thousands of dollars. So it's not so much to do with, let's say, um, Let's say how much, because sometimes because it's because for a rich man, it's if you have a lot of money, it's easy to give from your abundance that you have. But how hard is it is it to give from the scarcity you have? Let's say if you have very little, and you give it all to God, how how it's really hard to do that. And because of that, you will receive a lot of blessings. So that's what the Lord showed me, that in heaven, that it's with the heart that you gave to God, 
that is what meant the most to God, is with the heart that you give. It's not with what you give. Because God knows that, I mean, after all, on earth, what we could give to God, it's nothing compared to what he could receive in heaven. Because in heaven, the beauty and the glory, even in heaven, it's even when you read the Bible, it talks about the 24 elders, you know, you know, bowing down and, you know, taking their crowns off their heads. You know, there's so much more that God, God, God could receive from heaven that we can't even give him here on earth. The gold that God, God, God has made in heaven, it's much, much, much more beautiful. It's like crystal, the gold in heaven. And it's like he, he, could, he, he could cause the saints in heaven to worship him with the gold and to give him the gold and, and all that. But, you know, because to him it's really nothing because God made everything. The money that we have, he made it all. The wealth, everything that we have, he made it all. So to him, the most important thing is not the amount you give because he has an abundance. It's not money that he wants. It's not, um, yes, brothers and sisters, because to God, he owns everything. So it's not about, you know, what you give him. It's about the heart that you give to God. Because when any, anything is done, God looks at the heart. Because there's a difference between two people giving the same thing. The difference would be in the heart that they gave in. So that's what God looks at. So I want to encourage all of you to do your best to seek God and give Him everything with the best heart. Because that was one thing that the Lord clearly showed me made the difference and made Him so happy and so proud. And that caused, that helped me to get really close to the Lord. And that helped me to experience like His wonder in such amazing ways where the Lord would come and he would be with me and he would stand next to me and then he would he would he would be there and he would be talking to me and letting me know he was there and he would always be speaking to me and it was just such an amazing experience just you know knowing his love the fullness of his love and i mean not really in this vessel not really knowing the complete fullness because you know the bible teaches that we can't really know but i mean i i i saw his love in a, in a higher dimension and let's say not the completeness, because his love is much, much more greater than what any one of us could ever imagine. But I could experience it in, in a way that changed my life totally. Yes, that's why I, I want you to make sure that your hearts are constantly clean and know that the rewards that you receive, they're, um, it's, it's, it has to do with your heart and what you do and the life you live. Because as it says that, you know, our garments represents, you know, the righteous deeds of the saints. So when you keep seeking the Lord, your garments are completely washed, 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 and your garment is ready to be wrapped. In that same way, when you keep seeking God, you get crowns that are, you get crowns. And what I could see is that the more you see God, you're, I, you would get, like the crowns, you would get different ones. Because I wouldn't always see the same crown. I would, they would change, okay? They, they, they were not the same um, you could see God, let's say this week, and you could see that you have, let's say, let's say a, a silver crown. The next day you could get a gold crown. The next day you could get a, a white crown. Next day you could get like a a, a a different crown. And you and you would get some. Some of them are big. Some of the crowns are really big. And some of the crowns I was really surprised because I I, I didn't expect because I didn't know that in heaven crowns were like that big. Like because on earth crowns are not that big, you know. Because I I was used to seeing earth crowns like the earth crowns usually when i see people with crowns their crowns always look small but in heaven the crowns that you get they are above like they're like some some of them are like as tall as your head or even taller and i saw that 
like really tall ones, big ones, and they had really big points. The points were huge. I, I've seen clowns that are like that, that are really big. And it's a representation of the glory of God that is resting, resting upon you because of your relationship with God or because of how much you're doing for Him or how much you've given to Him or how much of your life you've truly surrendered to Him. And that's the same thing that happens with the robes. The robes are a reflection of the deeds of your heart, of the life you live. So as I would be seeking God, I would see the robes would be looking more beautiful. It's like they would be looking more beautiful. There were times when I would see robes that were, because I mean, they would show me different robes. And I would see different, let's say, diamonds and blessings. It's almost like when you see God more, your robe or your garments would be upgraded. Even your even your armor sometimes would upgrade. I would see that too. Your, like whatever God would give you, the blessing, the glory of God in you would rise. And when the glory of God in you increases, it increases in every dimension, in, in every dimension, in, in your heart, in your spirit, in your everything, it, it would increase. And that's one thing that the Lord would show me. So whatever we have right now, it's not like stuck. Like let's say if you have a robe, Know that it's not stuck. It's not permanent. It, it changes. Whatever you have, the salvation you have right now, for now, it's not, let's say, stuck or permanent. It changes depending on what you do. Because when you do good, you, you even get deeper and deeper into salvation. You get, let's say, more saved. The salvation that you have gets stronger and stronger. And when you go back into sin, your salvation wavers and shakes and you could lose it. And that same way, that's how it is with your bride, with your with the bride gar with the bride and the garment of the bride, the wedding garment. When you seek God, your garments will, will, will change. It will become more glorious. It will reflect more of God's glory. But when you sin but when you sin, your garment will get more and more unclean, very dirty, without repenting, and then you will eventually lose you're going. It's like you're you're gonna lose it because if you sin, it's like you're not you're not a bride. If you keep sinning, it means you're not serving God anymore. It means you're serving Satan now. And if you were to die, you're going to hell because you've turned away from God. Or, in other words, you become lukewarm. God is spitting out of the body of Christ. So, if you're not in the body of Christ anymore, how can you even become a bride if you're not even in the body of Christ? So, I want you to see that that the Lord wants complete holiness. Because if you if you get the garment and you sin, when you sin and don't repent, you become lukewarm. When you're lukewarm, because God doesn't want you to corrupt the rest of the body, because the Bible teaches that if, if your hand causes you to sin, then cut it off and throw it away. So in that same way, if there is someone in the body of Christ that is making the body of Christ sin, then God will, if someone is lukewarm or sinful, because he can also corrupt the body of Christ. Because a lot of corruption is going on. A lot of um, confusion... Um, deception, false doctrine. So if if someone is deceiving God's people, God will remove him from the body of Christ. He, God's going to get him out. So that's what happens. If someone is, if, if, so that's what it is. So you have to make sure you're holy because if you're living in sin, then it means it's very easy for the devil to deceive you and sometimes even to use you because you're blind. How can a blind person know what is right or know what way to go? So when sin comes, you become spiritually blind. When you become spiritually blind, it's so easy for Satan to use you. And God won't allow Satan to use you in the body of Christ as a Christian because then it's like you're you're a sheep, you're you're a wolf dressed up in sheep's clothing. And the Bible teaches us to be wary, to, I mean to, to be aware 
and to be very careful of people as, as that. So if you do that, then God will remove you from the body of Christ. And let's say if you had anything, you, you would lose it. Unless you truly repent. When you repent, God will give you back. He's going to restore everything. That is why the Bible teaches us in Revelations 3.18. It says, I counsel, I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire, that thou mayest be rich, and white raiment, that thou mayest be clothed, and that the shame of the, thy nakedness do not appear, and anoint thine eyes with eye salve, that thou mayest see. In this part of the Bible, as we see in Revelation 3.18, Jesus was counseling, you know, someone who was not ready, someone who was not ready to, 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 you know, to meet him, let's say if the rapture is to happen, someone who was not ready, Jesus is counseling them, you know, to, to, to go to him and get the gold, get the, the garment, get the eye salve. In other words, God is, the Lord is saying that for those of you that are not ready, come to him, go to him. And he's going to give you all that you need to be ready. And he's going to give you eye salve so that your eyes will be healed, so that you could see. In other words, he's going to open your eyes so you could see. He's going to give you discernment. He's going to give you wisdom. He's going to let you know what is right and what is wrong. Because, you know, spiritually, the eyes, like when the Bible talks about eyes, spiritually is what allows us to see wrong and right. It's what allows us to know what is good and what is bad. And he's teaching, the Word of God is teaching that, you know, if anyone, that if anyone lacks anything, they should go to Jesus. And Jesus would provide for them all that they need. Let me go over this again. As stated in Revelation 3.18, let me read this again. Because this is very, very important. Because a lot of people are, are you know, are, are struggling. And, you know, they need to be ready. And in this scripture, it teaches of how we can be ready. As it says in the book of Revelations 3.18, I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire, that thou mayest be rich, and white raiment, that thou mayest be clothed, and that the shame of thy nakedness do not appear, and anoint thine eyes with eye salve, that thou mayest see. So here the Lord is speaking. He's showing, he's showing all of us, that for all of us that know that we are not ready, we're not ready for the rapture. Because what is because what it is that if you're in sin you're naked because the Bible teaches that you know those that are in sin and unrepentant they're naked you're naked when you're in sin you're naked because you know when you receive Jesus you get clothed to the garment of salvation but but that's not it you need to seek the Lord more so that you get the garment of a bride so that you're ready it's like yes being a bride means there is there's a lot of things you need to do. You need to be ready. There's a lot of preparations. You you need to you know you need to have your eyes healed and opened. You need to be able to see clearly because the bride Jesus is coming for is not a bride that is blind. It's a bride that could see. The bride Jesus is coming for is not a bride that is naked. Okay, the Lord wants you know a a a bride that is you know that is. That is filled with, with the Spirit of God. That is spiritually wealthy. Spiritually wealthy meaning a bride that is filled because it says that that, that may be rich. Okay, meaning it's talking about spiritual wealth. Spiritual wealth is 
the Holy Spirit. That's what Jesus is teaching here. That you know that you buy is that God wants you to be to be he wants you to have because what he's ta- talking about here is spiritual. Jesus is is talking about you know he's talking in this in a spiritual concept. What he's talking about here is that he wants the person to have because because obviously like the person was um as we know this person that the Lord was speaking to was probably wearing clothes physically. Physically he had clothes and everything. But yes, because when you read the book of Revelations um chapter 3 it's it says here in verse 17 because you say i'm rich have become wealthy and have need of nothing and do not know that you are wretched miserable poor blind and naked so when you read this it's talking about you know that jesus is telling them about the spiritual realm because this person that jesus was talking to on earth he had he had money and he had a lot of things so he thought he had everything he needed but jesus told him that you have nothing you're naked you're blind you're 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 poor you don't have anything so what we know that jesus is saying that he's referring to this man spiritually because we know jesus he because you know the spirit okay you know the the flesh okay physically this flesh that we have it's corruptible and it's here temporary but you know god is spirit and we know that you know God is God is Jesus. They are one. So Jesus is also spirit. So what Jesus cares, you know, what Jesus wants us to, he wants us to live a spiritual life because the Bible says that they that worship, you know, Jesus says that they that will worship God will worship Him in spirit and in truth. So when we worship God, we don't worship Him looking at the physical life. We don't we don't look at the physical level. We don't look at the physical things we have, but we look at the spiritual things we we, we have. And Jesus really cares about the the spiritual because the spiritual that is where the truth is. The physical is just like a veil that that just covers. The physical is just like a veil that covers the spiritual, and the truth is not always clearly seen when you look at the physical because the physical is like a veil. It's corruptible and it's just temporary. But the spiritual, God is spirit and He endures forever. He's blessed forever as and He's a spirit, and. Jesus cares about our spiritual very, very much. Like that's so important to me because our spiritual is eternal. Look, we were made in the image of God as spirits. We are spirit beings, and we live etern- and we're going to live eternally, either in heaven or in hell. Just as God is spirit, because the Bible says, "As He is, so are we." God made us like Him in His image as spirits, so we're also spirits, and we're going to, you know, be there. So it's it's we're going to be there because we made us in this image. So we're either going to be in heaven forever or hell forever. That's what the Word of God teaches us. So what you have to do is what you have to know is that here Jesus was talking about the spiritual. When you read the Bible, Jesus really focuses a lot on the spiritual because man is too busy focusing on the physical. But you know the physical is temporary. We're not going to be in this physical world forever. The Lord wants people to worship Him in spirit and in truth. Because the spiritual, that is, in the spirit, that is where truth is. Because the spirit is, 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 the, the, the truth is in the spiritual realm. That's what the truth is. Because physically, you know, there could be a lot of hypocrisy and lies. A lot of people you could think are Christian because you look at them physical, physically. 
a lot of times you think you look, you see everything and is right because you look at it with your physical eyes. But if you looked at it with your spiritual eyes, you would see the truth because truth is in the spirit. That's what God says. They that worship him should worship him in spirit and in truth because the spirit is the truth. In the spirit you can't hide and you can't, de- you can't deceive. And in the spirit everything is clear. That's why many times I, I would talk about how I would see people physically and they would look good and everything. But spiritually, I'd see people that were, would look very, like spiritually, I'd see people that were, you know, physically, I'd see people that were very, very big, you know, they looked like they ate a lot. They looked, let's say, very healthy. Their bodies were very, very big. Healthy maybe, let's say, a little bit, a little bit, let's say, big or a little bit plum, really big people. And really big people, people that were like maybe twice my size or even three times my size. And I would, I would see, and I would see their spirits, and I could discern that their spirits were far away from clean, pure, and strong. Or I would, I would literally see their spirits. Sometimes I see their spirits, and there's, in their spirits, I see like something that looks like black and white. I see that they, they, they believe in God and they know God, but I would see that their spirit is being tainted by darkness. So I mean, that was what the Lord allowed me to see. Like one time I saw that with someone I was praying, I was praying with, I would see their spirit. And their spirit was black and white. Their spirit was, was, their spirit believed they knew Jesus, but their spirit was not fully surrendered to God. And their spirit was not constantly being cleansed by the blood. So because of that, there was still a lot of sin that was still in them that they needed to repent of and get out of their life. Because I'm telling you, sin is serious, and you need to you need to really be very careful. Because sin could just change your destiny. You could end up in hell. But you know, God has a good plan for all that He creates. He doesn't plan to put anything in hell. But if creation takes the other path that God has not made, if they take the path of sin, then they will end up there in hell. That's why it's very important to choose to choose the Lord now, and do your best to live holy. Do your best to live a life that is that is clean and that is pure and that is righteous you have to let you know God's will be done in you if you really want to see a good eternal life because you don't even want to be in a tribulation I'm telling you you don't even want to be in a tribulation because in the tribulation the Lord the Lord took me to the tribulation and in this time that the Lord took me there the Lord was with me. The Holy Spirit was there with me. But I still didn't even want to be there. I st- like He allowed me to visit the tribulation so that I could share with all of you what, what I saw in the tribulation. But I, 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 I actually asked Him to, I actually asked the Lord to take me out of there because I didn't want to be there anymore because it was very, very horrifying. And the Lord let me feel the fear so that I could share it with you guys, so that I could know how serious it is. He didn't, um, he let me feel the terror. He He let me actually feel, because for some people, I know that sometimes when the Lord shows them the tribulation, sometimes the Lord could cover up, let's say, some, um, could could not show it to them in detail, because he knows that they could be really scared. But for me, the Lord showed it to me in scary detail, so I was I was I was the Lord was with me but I was it was really horrifying. I, I, I couldn't bear to look, so I asked the Lord to remove me from the tribulation. I asked, uh, I said, Lord, please take me out of here. Like I asked the Lord to and the Lord just took me out of there. And then I came back and then in- instantly I woke up again. 
but I'm about to share this with you right now. Yes, brothers and sisters, so as we live our lives, the Lord wants us to, you know, focus on, you know, making sure that we worship Him in spirit and in truth, and we worship Him, you know, with all our hearts, and we focus on the spiritual, because, you know, this man had money, and this is the this is the Laodicean church. I'm going to read the whole thing from verse 14. And to the angel of the church of the Laodiceans write, These things says the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. I know your works, that you are neither cold nor hot. I could wish you were cold or hot. So then, because you are lukewarm, and neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. Because you say I am rich, have become wealthy, and have need of nothing, and do not know that you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. So in this part of Revelation 3, from verse 14 to 17, Jesus is revealing to us that he's talking about his spiritual life. That he has everything physically, but spiritually he has nothing. He is not cold or hot. A part of him belongs to the Lord. Like a part of him knows the Lord, but a part of him is, is also rejecting the Lord. And the Lord wants us to focus on our spiritual lives, and he wants us to make sure that all of us, every part of us, completely focuses on him. We don't reject parts of him and accept parts of Him. We accept every part of God. We don't just accept a certain part of God and then we reject the other part of God. No. We accept every part of God. Yes, that's what I mean. You, you, you take everything about God. You don't just take a part of Him. Yes, brothers and sisters, so here is teaching us how not to be lukewarm because in this part of the Bible, you know that the Laodicean church was a lukewarm church and the Word of God is, 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 say, is saying to Him, to the angel of the church of Laodicea that they're you know that right now he's poor and miserable and and he he doesn't have anything he thinks he has everything but he doesn't have anything and Jesus says in verse 18 I counsel you to buy from me gold refined from the fire that you may be rich and white garments that you may be clothed that the shame of your nakedness may not be revealed, and anoint your eyes with eye salve that you may see. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Therefore, be zealous and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and dine with him, and he with me. To him who overcomes, I will grant to sit with me on my throne, as I also overcame, and sat down with my father on his throne. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Okay, so here, it's even even made much clearer that Jesus is talking about the spiritual realm and that Jesus is spirit. Because it says in, the la in verse 22, 
He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. So let him hear what the Spirit, the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God is Jesus. The Spirit of God is Jesus, and the Spirit of God is also the Holy Spirit and is also God. So I want you to know that, you know, Jesus, you know, he's also Spirit, okay? And he cares about our spirits. The bride he's marrying is a bride that is spiritual, a spiritual bride. Is a spiritual marriage that's going to happen. Is a bride that worships God in spirit and in truth. Because I want you to all know that all this is spiritual. And to God, He's not focusing on the physical because the physical, I tell you, it doesn't mean so much because so much to God because it's all going to pass away. So those of you that are focusing on money, cars, all these things, I'm telling you, don't focus on that. I mean, if the Lord is telling you He wants you to, I don't know, do something with it, then you know, do what the Lord tells you. But don't let it be your priority at all. At the least, don't let it be your priority at all in, in any way. Because it's not important. Because, look, Jesus, he's a spirit. We're marrying a spirit. Because as it says, look, let he who has an ear listen to what the spirit says to the churches. And the bride. Because remember, what is going to happen is that in a rapture, we are all going to be changed into our spirit form. It's like corruptible will become incorruptible. So this physical form, we're going to lose it. We're not going heaven with this physical body. No. This physical body is, is, um, is corruptible, okay? But our spirits, once the Word of God lives in us and we've allowed the Word of God to change us, we become incorruptible like Jesus. And the Holy Spirit will change us. God will change us and make us incorruptible like Him. And we'll all go with him, and we'll be at the wedding, and we'll all be spirits in the wedding, because you know it's God is spirit. Okay, in heaven there is, is spirit, like we're spirits, because the 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 true person that lives inside this body is you, and it's a spirit. Because remember, God is spirit. Okay, and He made us in His image, so His image is spirit. So the real you is not this physical body. So as you live, make sure that you let this physical body that you, you're living, it's a temple that you're living in. And God wants you to use this physical temple, okay? He wants you to use it to glorify Him. He wants you to let it be a host for His Holy Spirit to dwell also in you so that the Holy Spirit will change your spirit so that your spirit becomes the image, the, the complete image and likeness of God. Because remember... When God made Adam, okay, he made him in his image, but sin is not the image of God. After Adam disobeyed, when you disobey God, the image that you are will begin to change. Because I see that a lot in the spirit. People that sin, they don't look like, like because look, when, in the spirit, okay, when you see the Lord, when you see angels, when you see the Holy Spirit, they all have a similar appearance. Because the Bible says we will be like the angels. When we go home, we'll be like the angels. For those of you that have seen the spiritual realm and have seen people's spirits or spirits of holy people or good people, their spirits resemble the spirits of angels. Or the, the, If you've seen holy things, if you've seen heaven, if you've seen the angels, if you've seen saints, if you've seen Christians, if you've seen the Holy Spirit, when you see them, you will realize that you know, their, their spirits are very, they're similar. Because, you know, the Bible does say that God made us in his image. And the image that we're in was God's image of holiness. Because when God made Adam, Adam, he made Adam, you know, in his image, in his image of true and holiness. It was after Adam sinned where Adam began to die in his image. Let's say spiritually, when you sin, your image will change. When you repent, God will forgive you and God will wash you again and your image will change again. But what happens is that spiritually, what it is is that when people sin, it's like, I mean, I've seen, it's like what happens is that when people sin, okay, 
and open doors to darkness. Evil comes in. And when sin comes into people, their spirits look very different. Their spirits look very depressed. Some of their spirits will look like very demonized, like very dark and very unclean. And, you know, that is not who you are. Because who you are is the image of God. That is true and pure. You know, God made you in His image, but you could choose to allow yourself to be taken over by demons or the Holy Spirit. You could choose to allow God to dwell in you or another something else, another force or another another um, spirit to, to dwell in you. It's all up to you and the decision that you make. So, brothers and sisters, I want you to know that this is serious, that, you know, our spirits are made in the image of God, but what you do will affect your spirit, and your spirit will begin to look different depending on what you do. For people that sin a lot, their spirits look different. Sometimes you could see chains, you know, you know, you could see chains in their spirits. Sometimes you could see, like, demons attached to them, like these devices. Sometimes you could see, like, maggots, like these parasites, these demonic things that are attached to the person's spirit. Or you could see, like, unclean demons, like monkey creatures, or very unclean demonic figures attached to their spirits. And, you know, the person's spirit will, will begin to change and not become like what God wants them to be. Their spirit will become corrupted and very dark because they allowed sin to dwell within them. And that's what happens. So that's when, when people go to hell, the people of hell, like when people go to hell, you know, they when people go to hell, they look very scary. You know, it's they look very dark and unclean like the demons. Because when you sin, your likeness will become like evil, like the demons, like Satan. That's why you change. You become like that. But when you live a holy life, you will become like the Holy Spirit. You become like Jesus. That's why, you know, it says in the Bible that, you know, when we go, we will be like angels because our spirits, you know, it's made in the image of God. It's very pure and beautiful. When it comes out of our bodies, when we're transformed in our glorified bodies, in our spiritual bodies, we will be, be very beautiful like the angels. That's what God's going to do. So I want you to know that you, you, I want you to be very careful and not and look and you know not say well this is small sin this is big sin so you say well this is small sin so if I commit a small sin I'm fine and this is big sin so this big sin is what I have to be careful of no don't live a life like that every sin is sin whether big or, big or small you will be punished for that and I want you to know how important it is and how 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 important it is not that sin is very important but important as in you live a life away from sin living a holy life that's what is important because if you don't if if you don't take your holy life serious and you take sin for granted and you think well it's nothing you just keep sinning you will lose your robe and your crown and your garment and you're going to go to hell because people have been ready to see God and because of sin they lost everything and they went into hell I'm telling you it's very possible look because your life, it's, it's you choose who you are going to serve. If you serve God, then you're always repenting. The moment you sin and you don't repent, then you just, then it means you, at that moment, you decide to seek Satan. If Jesus is to come, you're going to be left behind. Because I'm telling you, the, the Lord let me know that the clear division is happening. God is dividing. That is why I'm, I'm, I'm trying to help you, give you the detail of how serious this is, that within just one day, your destiny could change from heaven to hell if you're not careful. That is why I want you to be careful. Or within one, de one day, your destiny can change from rapture bride, bride who's ready to be raptured, and someone who's left behind. Just within one day, you could e you could easily make a decision that will make cause you to go through the tribulation. And with what I'm about to tell you in the tribulation, I know that you don't want to be in the tribulation. You don't want to be there. 
Because even when the Lord let me visit the tribulation, I was with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit was with me. Because uh, I prayed and I spoke to God and the Lord would instantly answer me, even when I was in the tribulation. But I still didn't want to be there. I did not want to be there because the feeling, the, the darkness, the fear that is so gripping, like the horror that is in the tribulation, no one wants to experience that. No one. Yes, brothers and sisters, there's a great horror and a great darkness coming that, you know, you you won't be able to go through. No one is like, it's going to be really, really bad, really, really horrible. And, you know, the Lord doesn't want anyone to go through it. But if people refuse to repent, then then there's no other, then, the, the, then there's no choice. And the Lord will do that. The Lord will let that happen. Because with us, the only choice we have is either to repent or to go through God's wrath and His anger. So it's best that we repent now and do all we can to be ready. And like I spoke of with the church, with the, with the Laodicean church, with, with the lukewarm church, you know, as us, as human beings, as we, you know, with the human beings that we are, we sometimes we see things differently than how God sees things. Because God sees with the eyes of the spirit, but we see things with the, with the physical eyes. That's why we have to pray for God to give us the eyes of the spirit so we could see things the way God wants us to see them. So right now we're just going to pray right now for God to give us the eyes of the spirit. So we could see what he wants us to see, so that we could make right decisions and right judgments and all that we do, so that we could be made ready. Because how can a blind person lead lead anyone, or how can a blind person help anyone come out of darkness? Both of them are going to fall into darkness, because both of them don't see. So let's pray right now that the Lord will give us spiritual eyes that are able to see truth. Because I'm telling you, there's so much that goes on in the spiritual realm that we don't have any idea of. I mean, a lot of things the Lord told me that I had no idea of until the Lord allowed me to see by looking into the spiritual world, into the spirit, into the spirit realm. That's how I was able to see this. The Lord allowed me to see. So we're going to pray. We're going to pray on this right now. That the Lord should open up our spiritual eyes so we could see things, so that we, we, we can always make the right decisions, so that we're not blind, but we're led by Him exactly as He wants us to. Because in different situations, the Lord will want us to have wisdom to make different decisions. Because sometimes what you think is always right, in, a, in another situation, it could be wrong for that situation. And you need wisdom and discernment. So we're going to pray for wisdom and discernment and the Lord to open our eyes so we could see right now. So let's all pray in agreement. Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we all humbly come before you. Father, I pray that you bless I and all my brothers and my sisters, all of us, Father God, that are listening. Father God, with spiritual discernment. Father God, with wisdom and knowledge. And Father God, I pray that you open up our spiritual eyes in Jesus' holy name. Let us see you more and more clearly, Father God, as the days go by. Let us see, Father God, the deep things of the spirit realm. Father, let us not be deceived nor confused, Father. Let us see truth, O oh Lord. Let us see truth in Jesus' holy name. O oh God, I pray that you would lead and guide us in everything every step that we take. Oh God, forgive us of all of our sins and cover us with the armor of God. Oh God, I pray that you cause us to see things that are right, to see things, Father, that are pleasing to you and to see things the way you want us to see them so that we know everything the way you want it to be done. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, let your will be done in our lives. Lead and guide us in all that we do everywhere we go. In Jesus' holy name, we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. We receive, we receive, we receive all that he has for us. In Jesus' name, we pray thanksgiving. Amen. And it's also very important, brothers and sisters, that, that as you pray, when you're done praying, you, you receive in faith. You, you open up your heart and receive because the Bible says if you believe, then you will receive. So open up your heart and, and, you know, just tell the Lord, I receive Jesus what you have for me right now. Jesus, I receive it in Jesus' name. It's very important that you receive. 
But in the book of Revelation chapter 3, um, verse 18, Jesus is saying that he counsels us. So here he's telling, um, you know, a person that is not ready to go home in the rapture. He's teaching us how to be ready for the rapture. It says, he says he counsels us, you know, to buy from him, you know, gold refined in the fire that we may be rich. So what God is talking about here is not, you know, Jesus is God, the Spirit of God. So what God is talking about here is not, is not really, he's not talking about physical gold. He's talking about spiritual gold. Because you remember, I, 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 I tried to explain that this part of the Bible, usually what Jesus was telling the people, it was spiritual things. Because God's kingdom, it's, because this earth right now we have is going to pass away. God's kingdom is a kingdom that will never pass away. And it's like, you know, God is spirit. And, you know, he, God, he rules heaven and earth and, and every age and everywhere God rules. And, you know, God, he is a spirit. So he's teaching us that, you know, he wants us to focus. Because it's like as earth, on earth as we're living, it's like a trial that the Lord is like, it's almost like the Lord is letting us, sometimes he lets us go through trials. Because it's like we see things physically, but the Lord wants us to see things spiritually so that we make the right decisions. Like with Job, how the Lord allowed, allowed Satan to test him. If Job had looked at everything physically, he, he would have probably failed. But he looked at things spiritually. He knew that God was a spirit. And he trusted in God. Although he couldn't, he couldn't maybe see God with his physical eyes, he knew that God was there. And he knew that God would, was going to restore everything. He knew that God was always going to help him. And he, he knew that God was there. And, you know, he trusted God. He was meek. And God rewarded him in the end. So that's how it is right now. God wants us to, you know, to, 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 to know that there is a spiritual world and we are spirits. Uh, spirit. And one day the veil is going to be broken. And, you know, as in the tribulation, spiritual things will look physical. Like, there's going to be no difference. It's going to be made very clear. Very soon, God's going to break that veil. But for now, we have to trust in God and believe in Him with all that we have. Although we can't see Him physically, we have to trust Him and do everything He tells us to. As it says here, He counsels us, you know, to to buy gold. And this is not just physical. It's 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 spiritual wealth, okay? Because as the Bible teaches... That, you know, where your treasure is, that's where your heart is. So lay up your treasures in heaven. So God wants us to lay up our treasures. Let's say this, the, um, our, our spiritual wealth, everything. Like he wants us to, to, he wants to bless us, you know, with, with spiritual wealth. But he wants us to be blessed with that. He wants to give us that blessing spiritually. That blessing, you know, it's, it's for us in heaven. He wants us to, you know, to, to, you know, to, he wants us to receive true true blessing and true wealth, but that wealth he has for us is in heaven. So Jesus is telling him that, you know, you have wealth, I and mean, you think you have physical wealth. He has physical money, but he's telling him that physically you're, you're poor. Come, come to Jesus, and Jesus will give you true wealth, true wealth that is refined by the fire, true wealth that, 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 is, so, that is so pure. And, you know, that is the heavenly wealth that Jesus wants to give us, the heavenly wealth. As you seek the Lord, the Lord will give you rewards in heaven. So many rewards in heaven. So, you know, God wants to bless us spiritually. But, you know, He wants to bless us with rewards. But the rewards He wants to bless us with. You know, sometimes He will bless us with physical rewards. But He wants, you know, the blessings He wants to give us and the rewards. They're spiritual. That's why there's going to be a day where we're going to be rewarded in heaven. And He says, lay up your treasures in heaven. 
He wants us to lay up, he wants us to lay up our treasures in heaven because in heaven it's eternal. You you can't have any thief stealing your treasures and there's no going to be no moth or no insect destroying whatever treasure you have. So he wants to bless us with wealth, by the spiritual wealth. He wants to bless us, you know, with with you know, with with crowns and garments and 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 with spiritual wealth and with buildings and you know he said he wants to prepare a place for us at home in heaven he says he's going to go and he's going to prepare a place for us god wants to prepare a place for us but all that is you know is spiritually in heaven after we're we're done here we're going to go there and we're going, we're going to enjoy what god has for us so god wants us to live a good prosperous life and you know he wants us to focus on laying up that reward and that foundation and everything wants us to focus on having it, it be in heaven because our time on earth is finished. Time's up. Destruction is coming. Destruction is so close. Because from my dream that I had about the tribulation, everything looked very, very close. I'm going to talk about it very soon. I just feel led to talk about preparing as a bride. So after that, I'll, I'll move on to the tribulation dream I had. But... um. I'm telling you, brothers and sisters, it's, it, it's spiritual wealth that the Lord wants us to, you know, to, 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 you know, to prepare with. That's what he wants us to really focus on. He, I mean, he will bless us with physical wealth sometimes. But, you know, he wants our heart to be in heaven, not here. Because this earth is about to pass away very, very soon. Very, very quickly, it's about to all pass away. So, he, so Jesus was telling him that... You know, um, and white garments that you may be clothed, meaning spiritual garments, spiritual clothing, and it's you know remember the Bible says that you know our garments are are is like the 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 deeds you know the, the represent you know the the deeds the right the righteous acts of the bride, as it's stated in the book of Revelations that um, the garment that the bride has, it's. Yes, brothers and sisters, in Revelation 19.8, it says here um, that, And to her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white, for the fine linen is the righteous act of the saints. So Jesus wants you to come to him so that he will give you a white garment. But the white garment, or the, the fine linen, you receive as you seek God, as you build up you know, as you see God, as you do more for God, as you work for God from the bottom of your heart, God will reward you. He will bless you with, with great rewards, with a lot of rewards, and with a garment. So that's why he says he wants you to come to him. He's going to give you He's going to give you gold, like that's refined in the fire. He's going to give you rewards. He's going to give you houses and mansions in heaven. But it's going to, be, it's going to have to do with your heart. That's why he says that, I counsel you. It means counseling is like he's he's telling you, he's encouraging you, but it's still your choice, you know. He's encouraging you to come to him and seek him so that you will get all these things that are good and that are in heaven that will remain forever for all it, you know, for, they will be with God. You, these rewards you get, they will always be there. They will be with God and, you know, you will own them in heaven. But on earth, they're all about to pass away. So God wants you to focus on, you know, building up your rewards in heaven. That's why he's telling him that, if, if if you have money on earth, in other God is telling that you are poor. Like if if you have money on earth and you're and spiritually you you don't have anything, you're poor because poverty, true poverty is spiritual. It's not like a lot of people have money on earth, 
but spiritually they lack not they have nothing spiritually they have nothing they lack so much and those people are the people that are the bible call, calls truly poor because as jesus spoke to the angel of the church in laodicea jesus told him that um this is what jesus told him i know your works that you are neither cold nor hot So in other words, Jesus would tell him that he was lukewarm. He wasn't truly believing and truly trusting, you know, the Lord. And it says, because you say, I am rich and become and have become wealthy and have need of nothing and do not know that you are wretched, miserable, poor. So in other words, Jesus is teaching us that this man had a lot of money. This angel, he had, because it says the angel of the church of Laodicea. So this person, okay, he had um, a lot of wealth. But he thought that that was it. But the Lord was showing him that indeed he had nothing. Because true wealth is not physically. That's what Jesus came to show. Because when Jesus came to this earth to live, he didn't come to live here physically with, with let's say, the biggest mansion and with, 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 with physically, let's say, a lot of things. He came to show us that true wealth is spiritual. Because what he did, even the richest people on earth couldn't do. Because what Jesus did, the power he had, how he could heal the sick and raise the dead, even the wealthiest people on earth couldn't do. He showed them that, you know, he had, that he had the true power. And the true power came from God and the Holy Spirit. And that power is, is a power that comes from the kingdom of, of, of God, the kingdom of God in heaven. And it's a spiritual place. And he was teaching that, you know, that God is a spirit, and he wants us to worship him in spirit and in truth, not physically, with physical works or, or wearing certain physical garments. He wants us to please him with our hearts, worshiping him in spirit. That is what pleases God, and that is what Jesus was teaching people. That's what he came to teach people, that it's a spiritual thing. It's not a physical, because when you worship God, you're worshiping a spirit. How can you worship a, a it's like How can you, it's like, Worship a, a, a spirit by doing everything physically. No, everything is like when you worship God, who is a spirit. Things are done spiritually. That's why there are so many atheists, because it's very hard for people to believe what they can't see. And as humans, we're so used to believing what we see that it's like if we don't see something, we we don't believe. But God says it's a blessing to believe even when you don't see. Because, you know, it says, blessed are those that believe and do not see. So it's very impo so it's very important that you know you trust and you believe in God and you worship Him in spirit and in truth. I want you to know that it's really when Jesus does a lot of things and talks, He talks from a spiritual point of view. A lot of people read the Bible and look at it from a physical point of view, and, and they usually get things wrong. It's spiritual because you know Jesus, He's spirit. He's spirit, and He wants to teach us how to live like spirits that are of God. Because he wants us to be aware of the spiritual realm. Because, you know, Satan is also spirit. And he's doing everything in the spiritual realm. And because so many of us are blinded by the physical world, Satan is able to easily get in and distract us and deceive us and cause us to fall in so many ways. Because we lack a lot of spiritual knowledge. We, there is so much spiritual ignorance, so much in the world. But in these days, the Lord is revealing. Very soon, the veil will be ripped. So when the veil is broken, people will see the demons and they will know what was going and they'll know what's going on spiritually but it's a blessing to even know now because then it could be too late because then um it could it really could be too late because when these demons come they're going to when when they're when they're physically manifesting and the lord allows this 
they will be tormenting and torturing people so bad. And not just them alone. Even the torturing that sometimes people might go through from the humans. Because humans will also be changed into creatures, into these creatures that almost look like... um, um, they, they look dead. They look like reptiles. They, they look really strange. Like, like it's almost like I don't know. It looks like human beings have been merged with um, with demons. That's what it looked like. Well, that's that's what I saw. It looked like that. But it's going to be really horrible in the days that are coming. That's why you have to learn to worship God in spirit and in truth, and learn to rely on Him spiritually, so that you could be made ready and that you could prepare for all the things that are coming on the face of this earth. And that you could even escape. Because some people will escape in the rapture, but not everyone. Because a lot of people are very stubborn. For those that are stubborn, they will be left behind. And they will live to see these horrible events. If not, let's say, if that's if they live. Because when these disasters happen, many will die. And many stubborn people will go to hell. For those that that don't get the chance, a lot of them will go. Those that, that are not spared. But if God decides to spare people, then they'll 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 probably live to see, um, maybe the tribulation. People that are still very stubborn and disobedient, they'll live to see the tribulation. But those that are not, um, those that let's say God doesn't grant them to see the tribulation, they will go straight to hell. But Jesus is teaching us that wealth is not just physical wealth. So if you have money physically and you have spiritually nothing in heaven, it's it doesn't mean it's nothing because. Because the earth, the wealth we have here on earth, it could even be eaten by by animals, and it could even be rusted. We could lose it. It could. It's all, it, it will definitely pass away because the the earth will pass away because that's what the Lord says, and it will come to pass because no word that every word that comes out of God's mouth will will be fulfilled. Nothing will return empty and void. Everything that God says will be fulfilled. So God is teaching that that He wants us to have spiritual wealth. You know, he, that's what He wants us to have. He wants us to be wealthy but spiritually wealthy. He wants you to have rewards in heaven. On that day of reward, because God is so much. God wants to reward us. God wants us, you know, to be rich spiritually. He wants us to have a lot of spiritual wealth. But you have to come to Him and you have to work it out with Him and then you receive it. Because, you know, as it says that, you know, um, it says that, and to her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white. For the fine linen is the righteous act of the saints. So, um, so she's wearing the fine linen, but it's it's the her, the righteous act. So as you do good deeds and what you, and what you do, if you live a life that is pleasing to God, you will receive these beautiful robes and garments and crowns. And I'm telling you, they're so beautiful, very very beautiful, and they they shine, they glow. They're like nothing on earth. The material that they're made of, like, is heavenly material. It's heavenly clothing. Like, you, as we all know, heaven is like in this like the beauty of heaven and the 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 glory that God has for us. Like there's levels, there's things that God has that are so great, and some of them are like in the, some of them are indescribable, and that's what God has for those that are truly seeking Him. It's so great, like some rewards that the Lord is, something the Lord has shown me, I literally couldn't describe. Some of them I was overwhelmed. So I, I want you to, you know, seek God, seek God, with all that you have, and know that what you have, it's not permanent. You could lose it. So, so hold, 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 hold fast onto it. With diligence, because it says, you know, let no one take what God has given to you away from you. As I, as I read earlier, it says in Revelations 3:11, it says that 
It says, I come quickly. Hold fast that which you have, that no one take away, and let no one take away your crown. So I mean, it means that Jesus is coming quickly, and hold on to what you have. Let no one take away your crown. Your crown is like the glory. Your crown is like your glory. So the glory of God that God has given to you, and your let's say the rewards that God has given to you, the blessings, the anointings, the the robe, your salvation, the glory that God has given to you. Don't let anyone take it away from you. Hold on to it because Jesus is coming quickly. Because if you play around, someone can take it away from you. Satan, you know, he comes to kill, to steal, and to destroy. And if you allow Satan to, Satan, wow, he's, he's desperately looking for someone to take away their, 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 their crown and their glory. And if you allow him, he will take it away from you. Jesus is showing that what he gives can be, that what we have right on earth, if we don't hold on to it steadfast, it can be taken away. A lot of people don't like to hear it, but... It's true. You need to know the truth so that you can be truly prepared. If you don't hold on to what you have, you can lose it. And I don't want any... Jesus doesn't want anyone to lose it. So Jesus is saying, hold on to it because he's coming quickly. I'm telling you, time is up. He's coming very, very quickly. So hold on to what the Lord has given to you because, because what you have is what will allow you to enter heaven or hell. If you have the Holy Spirit, if your lamp is filled with oil, then you will go home but if you have a lamp but empty, it means you're not going to go. So it's telling us that even to become a bride, there's a level. Look, these people, the, the, they were virgins, meaning that there were people that were saved, that believed in Because a virgin is someone that was made you know, pure by the blood. They believe in Jesus. But because they didn't have the Holy Spirit, they couldn't make it. So it's showing you that those that are going home, it's, it's more than being a virgin. To go home in the rapture, it's more than just being... It's more than just being a virgin. It's more than just believing. It's more than just... Because, you know, look, you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. It's more than just believing that Jesus is God and Jesus saves and that you believe Jesus. It's more than that. You need to make sure that you are Spirit-filled. That is what the Bible teaches us. Those that are going home, they're ones that are Spirit-filled. Because, look, the virgins, okay, they believed in Jesus. Okay, because, because look, the virgins, they knew that Jesus was coming. They, all of them knew. A lot of Christians, they know Jesus is coming. And they have lamps. They know. They have the vessel. They, they, they know that Jesus is coming. But what would separate a, a, someone that will go and someone, it's, it's, the, it's the Holy Spirit. If you have the Holy Spirit filling you up and you're ready, if your lamp is full, if you're on fire seeking God, then you're going. But you could believe and know that the Lord is coming. You, you could know that and you could even believe you know the Lord is coming. But if you begin to sleep spiritually... And you sleep and are lazy and don't do any work and you're just empty. You lack the Holy Spirit. You lack the fire. You lack the anointing of God. You lack the close relationship with Jesus. If that time comes, I'm, I'm sorry to tell you, the Bible just makes it clear that you will not make it. It's not just about knowing that Jesus, you know, died to save your sins. It's about, because a lot of people know that, but they're rebellious and they're not, you know, filled with the Holy Spirit. They're not letting the Holy Spirit, they're not walking by the Holy Spirit. It's, the Lord, the Bible is teaching us that you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit all the time. That's what it's teaching us. That, you know, the, 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 the foolish bride, that, you know, the, because remember, all, all the virgins, okay, they knew the bride was coming. They knew. And you could, and they knew. So it's like they're virgins. So, it's like they're Christian. They know that Jesus is coming. They know that Jesus is coming, but they're not preparing. 
So those that are not preparing, they will be the ones that will be left behind. And those that are preparing and are trimming their lamps and have the oil, they're the ones that will go. And that's what the Bible teaches, that, you know, five are foolish and five are wise. And, you know, although there are virgins and there are people that, you know, potential candidates of making it home, they just lacked the oil. It was just the oil they lacked. They lacked a close, deep, intimate, Holy Spirit-filled relationship, constant relationship, praying, fasting, rejoicing all the time, praying without ceasing, you know, thanking God without ceasing. They, they lacked all that, so they didn't go. The Bible says that, you know, many are called the few are chosen, so it's not everyone. So you have to make sure that, you know, it, you have to know that, you know, the, the, the stakes are high. Like, to, to go home the rapture, it requires a lot. So you can't be sleeping around and not doing anything because time's up. You have to be ready for what's about to happen. Yes, because you can know that Jesus is coming. You can know that the rapture is about to happen, but it doesn't mean you're going to be raptured. The five-fold virgins, they knew this, but they didn't have the oil. And it's those that are ready, those that are prepared, because cause knowing that you know, knowing that Jesus is coming and it's and and you know believing it, Jesus, Jesus is one thing, but actually truly preparing, being spirit filled, and you know trusting in the Lord, being Holy Spirit filled, and you know being ready. That is what will make you go home in the rapture. It's not just knowing that Jesus is coming. You knowing that is part of it, but what do you do after you know? You prepare. If you do that, then you're going. That is what will make you go home in this rapture. That is very very close. Because the Bible teaches us that Jesus is not coming for anyone that is lukewarm. So you could say the, because the Bible makes it clear that, and as you read, you could see that, let's say, you know, the, the foolish bride, they were lukewarm because they didn't have the land. They weren't, they weren't spiritual. They weren't completely focused and dedicated on going home. And that's how it is. You could believe in Jesus. You could know. But if you're... If there's still sin and you've not allowed the Holy Spirit to clean you and you've not allowed the blood to wash you and you've not changed your life completely and been Holy Spirit filled, you're not going. And that's what happened. He was lukewarm and he was spat out because lukewarm meaning, you know, you're not hot nor cold. It's like you're not you're not fully trusting the Lord, but you're not also fully giving. You're, 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 you're like a part of you wants to go to the Lord, but a part of you wants to go to Satan. You haven't decided yet. It's like there's you do good, but sometimes you do bad. You're trusting, you're trusting Jesus. You, you know Jesus is there, but you're not fully trusting Him. You're you're trusting Him a little bit, and then you're also sinning a little bit. You're doing a little bit of both, and you're going to be left behind because of that. Because you don't, because no one can, no one serves two masters. Lukewarm people are people that serve two masters, and you'll be left behind if you're like that. You have to be truly, truly a virgin that is spirit-filled. It means you believe, but you are filled up with the Holy Spirit. Your Holy Spirit is working in you. And he also teaches that, you know, we should wear the garments and, you know, we should anoint our eyes. We should ask the Lord to open our eyes so we could see. Yes, brothers and sisters, a lot is about to happen. So much is about to happen. Um, a few nights ago, as I was about to go to bed, um, the Lord showed me the tribulation, but... Um, I feel my heart right now just to pray because I, I feel the Lord wants to wants to wants people to really be clean and people know 
So he wants people to really know and understand what it truly means to be a bride. Because many people think they're brides, but they're not. Because when you read the Bible, it teaches us, you know, when you read the, the, the brides, there were ten brides, but only five left. Because some people think they're brides, but they're being, um, excuse me to say, you know, they're being, the Bible calls them foolish brides, foolish virgins. And the foolish ones are going to be left behind. Because you have to be a bride that is, you know, in tip-top shape. That is doing all she can to be per, or he or she can to be perfect. So I'm going to pray right now. Let's pray that the Lord will help us to understand what it means to be a bride and to do all that we have to so that we can be made perfectly ready for the coming of our Lord. Because Jesus is the one that is picking his bride. It's not, we don't choose. We, Jesus chooses who is, who is his bride and who is not. He is the one who is going to select. It's not going to be us. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I pray, O Lord God Almighty, that you please make us ready for your coming. And that, Lord Jesus, that you please make us ready as brides. O Father God, let us understand the fullness of what it means to be a bride of Christ, O Lord. And I pray that you help us to take your words very, very diligently and very, very seriously. Lord, I pray that, Lord Jesus, that these words, Father God, will pierce the hearts of your children and that your children will be made ready in Jesus' name. That they will take your words very seriously and seek it with all their heart, with all their soul, with all their mind, and with all their might. O Father, I pray that in the name of Jesus, that your people will be made ready for your coming. Let there be no sin. Let us lack nothing. Let there be no evil. Let there be no darkness. Let there be no unrighteousness in your people. Father, make your people ready for your coming. Holy Spirit, let your people be made ready for your coming. Because, Lord, time is up, Jesus. You are coming very, very soon, Lord. There is no time left. Make us ready. Make us ready. Make us ready. Make us ready. Make us ready, O oh Holy Spirit. Oh, Jesus, make us ready, Father. Help us. Help us. Help us, Lord, to seek you with all diligence and all that we, we, we can. To pray without ceasing. To seek you without 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 wavering or or without staggering to, to be strong in your word and to never compromise in jesus name we pray thanksgiving amen we receive the blessings you have for us father right now in jesus name yes brothers and sisters um a few nights ago the lord um um i was let's say yeah i i i asked the lord i felt led to tell the lord and and i asked the lord to to show me the tribulation um i asked him to show me the tribulation and when I asked him this, um, I, I I closed my eyes. I, I closed my eyes, and suddenly, I I I mean I I I fell on the bed and I went into this. I I fell on the bed and I went into this sleep. And then all of a sudden, I was in this place. Um, I don't know where I was. I was in this place, but I'm not sure where I was. And I saw these cars. Um, I saw these like pickup trucks and and I, from from what it looked like it looked like this was i mean from where i was it looked like it was maybe the beginning of the tribulation it looked like it was the beginning that's what i i thought i mean from where i was i it looked like it might have been the beginning that's what i, I thought it was but there are these cars and i saw these trucks these pickup trucks and they were silver um they looked silver pickup trucks and they they look very modern like they look like the cars we have today like it doesn't look like any they didn't look like any futuristic cars or cars that we were going to see maybe 5 years or 10 years from now they look like the cars like we literally have now and like the same cars we have now those are the cars like the same pickup trucks we have i saw a silver one it looked like a like a ford pickup truck that's what it looked like to me um and i saw that um, I was in this neighborhood, and I was not the only one. I saw other people in the neighborhood, and I could see that they were all outside, and 
Yes, I saw the people were packing their clothes. It was like they were packing everything they had in the house into the pickup truck. I saw different families, families, different families. Um, um, I felt like I, I knew that I felt like I, I was in the USA. I was in America. That's what I felt. That's what I, that's what I think I felt. <laughs> yes. I saw these, um, these Floyd pickup trucks, and I saw these people that were packing, packing, um, packing their house. It was, like, it was like they were emptying their house. They were moving everything that was in their house, and they were getting it into the truck, and they were literally emptying their houses, and they were preparing to depart and leave their homes. And I saw um, it looked like um, the it looked like it was just the beginning of the tribulation. That's what it looked like to me. And I saw people were, were departing. People were 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 moving. People, different families were in their trucks. And I saw that some families had had some had some pets. That's what I saw. So some families might have had some pets. Um, I saw some families with their dogs, and something. The dogs were looking very, 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 very. Very, very. They look really, really wild and and very scary looking. Um, I'm not sure if that's how they were or if it was because demons were entering them. I, I'm not sure, but um, something was something was strange because it looked very, very dark where I was, and everyone was moving, and um, there were so many families were moving in the neighborhood. So people people were t were all outside in the neighborhood, and they had were out with, with some people had I think some pets. Um, I saw, I think some, what I saw that some of them looked like some people had some dogs, and the dogs were looking like they were going really crazy, and some of them were fighting each other, and some of them were trying to attack me. They were trying to attack people. It was it was really strange. Something was going, people were leaving, but the animals were acting really, really, um, in a way that made me very, very uncomfortable and very, very unhappy, and they were trying to attack me. They really did try to attack me, and I had to... Um, in this dream, I knew that the Lord was letting me experience things and how things were going to be um, for a layman, for, let's say, for, for, for someone who, let's say, um, what, let's say, a normal, let's say, um, a normal person who was, was left in the tribulation. But in this, in this experience, in this dream I had, I, I, I knew, um, I could remember that at a certain point I knew that the Holy Spirit was, was there and God was there. And I would, and I would pray to God, and God would, and God pray, and I asked, I spoke to God, I, I would speak to God, and and the Lord, you know, brought me out of there. But I saw these dogs that were, you know, acting really, 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 sort of like crazy, and you know, they were attacking. It was like they were just, they had just, I don't know, I think they might have lost their their mind in a way. I'm not sure, but something was wrong. And then after. I, I I got in the track at the truck and we were supposed to go somewhere. We were supposed to move to another place because what had happened was that like people just started moving out of their homes. Um, um, in the tribulation, people were just moving. People were not staying where they stayed anymore. They just moved out. They put everything in their trucks and they and they moved out. And I saw that all of a sudden. I saw this um this woman. And after the dogs tried to attack me and everything, the Lord helped me fight um helped me fight them off. And after I, I I escaped the dogs, but there was this um, this woman that was trying to come after us because we were in the truck and we were leaving to our next destination or where we were where we were gonna go in the tribulation. And this woman, I could see, um, it looked like she was dead, but she was still alive. 
um, I, I can't really explain how, because it looks like her body was severed, like parts of her body, like her body was not all together. Her body was disconnected. Her body was severed. Parts of her body was separated from parts of her body. But she was so alive and well and full of so much strength and power, even more than someone who had not had their body severed. I'm telling you, like, it, it looked like she, she was dead, but she was, she had so much strength and power. And this woman was, this, this woman, I could see that in her, her head, she was bleeding. It was like her, her head was, was severely injured, and I could see blood coming out of her forehead, and, and she was bleeding very, very profusely, but it was like she was dead. She just had an intention to, to, to kill. She was just overcome and overwhelmed with evil, and it looked like she was dead. But it looked, uh, um, but but it looked like she was alive. I'm not sure whether it was that demons had possessed her body, or she took the chip, or she was she was a, 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 a demon, or but she, but it looked like she was a human. Because when I saw, her, I could tell she was once a human. Because when I saw her body, her body looked like a human being. But now she had become something different. She had become like a living dead person. She was dead. I knew she was. She was dead because her body, her body was not together. She, her body was severed, and she was dead. But she was, she was still living. She could jump. She could bounce her body parts. Like she could bounce her body. She could bounce her head, and she was. She could still move, and she was coming after, after us in the truck. And she wanted to, she wanted to kill us. She wanted to bite, and and you know, I could tell that she wanted to use her teeth. So she was. She looked so evil. She was like she was. She became like an animal. She wanted to bite us and um. I don't know. Bite and just attack and just, just attack us and just to bite it because I could see that because I could see that her body was. She didn't have her complete body part. It was like her body was separated. But I looked at her and I knew and I saw her face and I saw her teeth and I knew that she was trying to attack us in the truck with her teeth. That's what I knew she was trying to do, and she was. Although she didn't have, because I didn't see arms and legs on her, I didn't see that. But she was still moving. She could still move. She could like bounce her body, and she would bounce high, and she would jump. She was like she could move her body, and it looked like it was by like a, a demonic force. It was like she was overcome with demonic power, and she could move. And it was really, really terrible. And she was coming afterwards with so much passion, and 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 it was almost like her mission was just to destroy us or something and she was coming after us with everything she had and she was she was chasing us and she was coming after us and and then after um i was taken to this other place and then somehow i got into a house a house in the tribulation and the tribulation and the houses they were completely empty yes and then after um I, I I saw myself in this house, um, in this in this dream that I had. Um, I saw myself in this house, and and the house was empty. The house literally had no one. Um, the house was very empty and quiet, and it was very dark. And the house looked like it was abandoned, but it looked like there might have been the people might have tried to plaster it and tried to cover up, let's say, the windows and the doors. That's what it looked like. But it looked very dark, and it was hard to see in that house. And I was in this neighborhood, and the neighborhood looked really empty. It looked like normal human beings, normal sane human beings were not there. It looked like 
all the people that were normal, that were sane, that could really think, we know that were still human, they had all left. They had all left. Neighborhoods were empty. I was the Lord showed me, showed me this neighborhood that looked sort of like um, because when I went to this when I was taken to this neighborhood by the Lord, um, I felt like I was in um. A place that was very close to New York. I knew that because when I was taken there, I knew that I was in this place that was very close to New York, and and I was either in a part of New York or a place that was very close to New York. But I knew I was somewhere around, and I felt like I was like around New York. I was probably in New York or a part that was within New York, but I felt like I was somewhere there around New York. I I could discern that because because I've, I've because I've been to because I've been to New York before in this neighborhood that I saw that was empty, it looked like New York. It really did. Like, this neighborhood, like, looked so much like a neighborhood I had seen in New York. When when, when I was there, I saw, that's, that's exactly how this place looked like. And I could see um, that the place was very deserted and was, and was quiet at first. But the moment I got out of the door, because the houses were, were abandoned, no one lived in the houses anymore, so I was in one of those houses, and then I, I, I came out. When I came out of the house, instantly uh, I, I heard a voice. I heard this in my spirit. I heard a voice tell me that, and I heard something like, and I was, I was, I was, I was being let, I was, the Lord, I, I was, it was coming into my, my attention. It came to my attention that, that the zombies were coming after me. That that's what I, in the dream, that's what I felt like. That they were coming after me because of. A certain um they were coming after me because of the light that was in me that was what I heard the moment I came through the door I heard a voice tell me they're coming after you because of the light that is in you and instantly I knew that the Holy Spirit was telling me that they are coming after me because of the Holy Spirit because of the Spirit of God that was that was in me because I was not like them I was still because when I went there I still had the whole because when I was there I still had the Holy Spirit I was still with the Lord and somehow, the moment I got out, I could hear these noises, and I, I could hear the zombies coming. They were moving, um, and I could hear these movements. Um, I could I could hear these movements. They were they were slow. There there were these slow movements at first. They were the movements weren't very fast. The movements were let's say somewhat slow. But as I saw as I heard the movements. I I saw that they were getting closer, and I saw these creatures that started getting closer to me. They, they had very torn clothes. Their clothes their clothes were torn, and their skin looked gray. Like their skin looked like reptile. It's like dead, like dead. But their skin almost looked like reptilian, sort of like dead. And their skin looked really, really. It was a really depressing sight, and their faces just looked like they were they were dead. And but when I saw these people. I knew that they used to be human beings. Like when I saw them, I knew that they were not demons. I knew that they used to be human beings, but right now they're not humans anymore. And it was so sad to know that these people were, were just like, we're just human beings, like how we are now. They, were, they used to be humans. That was one thing the Lord let me understand. When I could see, when I saw these people that had changed into the beast creatures or into the 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 reptilian creatures, when I saw them, I, I, I knew that they used to be humans, and there were classes. When I saw them, I saw that many of them had, like, there were, like, classes. The Lord showed me two classes of, of these beast-like creatures, the, the humans that became, like, beasts. 
there was a class there was a class of 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 beast like humans that look like zombies because they really did look like zombies because it looked like their their brains were dead like they didn't have any life in them that's what it looked like it looked like they had no life they were dead and it looked like there was just no life they didn't have any joy they didn't have any happiness they were depressed they were sad and their appearance their their appearance has cha- had changed their appearance was very scary they looked more like a beast than a human being and when i when i woke up i was really sad knowing that these people were human beings just like we are now just like the human beings you see now you go to you go to school or you go to the hospital or you go to the shopping or you go to a shopping store or a mall wherever you go you see people the people that you see they're the same people if they don't repent they're the same people that will look like what i saw in my dream because that was what i knew i knew that these people that i'm seeing right now they used to be human beings on earth free so beautiful and precious to god but now because of sin and disobedience they became like this and here's a scripture to confirm it to you in the book of um daniel 4:33 as it is stated in the book of daniel 4:33 it says he was driven away from human society ate grass like oxen and his body was bathed with the dew of heaven until his hair grew as long as eagle's feathers eagle's eagle's feathers and his nails became like bird's claws so it's something like this except the people that i saw like um I I I I don't know if they ate grass, but from, from but from what I saw, it didn't look like they wanted to eat the grass. It looked like they wanted to eat the human beings because they were coming after the human beings because there was grass and I didn't see them really eating the grass. They were they were trying they were they were attacking humans. They were trying to attack me. One of them was trying to and I knew they were trying to use their teeth to try to bite me or something, but I knew they were trying to really attack me with their teeth. I knew they were trying to probably try to bite me or eat me up or I knew they were trying to do that. That's what they were trying to do. And these these zombie cre- these um creatures that looked like zombies or beasts, whatever you want to call them, or or werewolves or or I mean whatever you want to call them, um I saw them. They were coming, but I saw that there were different classes. They're not all the same. Some of them were like a low class um apparent some of them you could tell they were very not smart they were very not smart but you know they wanted to they they were want they were they were going to kill and destroy and eat and do evil things and some of them were very very fast and very very athletic because as i looked i saw multitudes of these beast like creatures like the neighborhoods were were just empty the neighborhoods didn't have i didn't see people because the people moved out because it looked like it was at the beginning and the people moved out but the people that remained were the were the beast creatures the zombie beast creatures they were the people that were remaining or the people that got turned into demon like creatures or or beasts because they disobeyed god like nebuchadnezzar um that's what i saw these people many of them so many of them they were there and they tried to because because for some reason when they were I mean, they were trying to come after me, but for some reason I realized this that when I'd look at them, they wouldn't really attack each other. They were but they were focusing on me. 
And I knew that, because I, I heard a voice tell me that they're coming at you because of the light that is in you. That's what I heard the voice tell me. So I knew that they were coming after me because of the light that was in me. So so basically, they're, the Lord is letting me understand that they will be focusing to attack the Christians. There's going to be a lot of Christian persecution from from zombie beast demon creatures. And, and I want all of you to make sure that you do not make it to stay into the tribulation because i'm telling you i mean i'm I'm talking about it so it might seem lightly but in the dream for some reason the lord allowed me to have a the lord allowed me to have a gun and i think he was letting me letting me understand because a lot of people think well if they have guns and have weapons they're going to be safe i'm telling you like you're not going to be safe with any gun any weapon you won't be at all because there were classes of beast people human beings that turned to beast a class was like a, a, a low class. I could tell that. And there was a lot of the low class um, beast human beings, like the human beings that turned to beast. There was a lot of them. And they were coming, they were coming, trying to attack me from all directions. I saw that. But they were slow. They weren't moving very fast. But there was another class of humans. Because when I saw this one, I saw him. I looked in his face. I could see that he was a human. But it was almost like when I looked at him, I don't know whether it was the scientists that changed him or whether he was possessed. I, I, I'm not sure what happened or whether he wanted power, demonic power. So the scientists and demons made him very demonic and very strong as a demon. This, this human, this human that I, I saw that was a human that became a, a demon beast creature. He looked so powerful. I, he looked really strong. He looked very athletic, and his skin was like armor. It's like, even if you have a gun and you shoot or you try to blow him up, his skin was so hard that it's like you're not gonna, nothing's going to happen. It's like, it was like he looked like a demon. Like, this, this, this man looked like a demon. I'm not sure if the scientists had formed him or they had made him. I don't know. But when I looked at him, I, like, for some reason, in the tribulation, when I looked at people... I could tell whether they were a demon and became a zombie or maybe something else. But when I looked at them, I felt they were, I felt they were humans. But they were humans that had become something else because of sin and because of corruption and what they allowed to happen to them. This human who had now become this creature, I, I don't even know how to describe him. This creature looked very dark. His skin was like, his skin was like the color of a tree bark, like a very dark tree bark. And... And his skin looked like crocodile skin or tree bark. Um, you, you know, like the, the like when you when you consider the bark of of a very old tree, that's what his skin looked like. And this this very very thick hide or thick skin had covered his body, his head, his arms, his body, and he wasn't really wearing any clothes. But this armor or this very tough skin became like clothes from it. It was like his armor and it was covering him. And this, this person, it looked like he probably had a little bit more intelligence than the other human beast creatures. He was very athletic. He was so athletic. And he was fast. He was like, when I saw this man, when I saw this man that had become like a, this, like a beast, he was fast. He was like an athletic, he was fast. When he moved, you could tell this man was athletic and he knew what he was doing. And he was coming at me with this force, and he was running after me like 
like like an athletic man in 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 a sprint race or in a marathon he was fast he he was he was sprinting at me and he he was moving very quickly and it looked like he had more control of his body um because the other human beings they looked like a lower class zombie or like a lower class beast so they moved slow but this man he was like a higher class um demon and he was moving very fast and there wasn't there weren't a lot of him I actually just saw just one of him. From what I remember, I just saw just one of him. But the other zombie class, um, the lower zombie class, um, or lower beast class, that had this, their skin was like gray, looked like a little like like a reptilian, like lizardy, like very 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 unpleasant to look at. There was lots of them, lots of them. And I could see this this man, this reptilian man. He looked like maybe a reptilian man because his skin looked like a crocodile. That's what his skin looked like. Like a crocodile, but also like a tree bark. Like his skin looked like, um, like, I don't know, like a, like a dragon skin, like a, like a serpent, like a skin. That's what his skin was like. And his head had this shape. His head was like, uh, his head had like a, a very d- different shape. His head was not like a human head. His head, it looked like he w- it almost looked like he had, sh- like his skin had extended and el- elongated, and his head had changed into the shape. His head had a very tall shape. His head was like el- elongated upward. He had a very high head. It was like was I'm not sure if there were horns that were on his face, but he had this um like this thick skin that had like that had grown upwards from his face, and it looked like. He had really like an elongated head, and when I looked at him for some reason, I felt like he was a human being when I looked at him. But he was he was running after me, and I knew that he was coming after me to get him. And when I was in this experience, I mean, I'm talking about it right now, so it seems like it was a very light experience, but it was terrifying. So much fear, I'm telling you, there's a supernatural fear and darkness in the tribulation. I felt this fear. I, I was holding a gun, and I couldn't even shoot. I couldn't even shoot the zombies because, or the demon creatures because I was like so confused and I was like shaking. I was, I don't know if you guys have experienced like fear that grips you that you can't even move. That's what it felt like in the tribulation. So much fear coming at me from, from all directions with all these beast zombie creatures that were coming at me. And I had a gun and I was trying to shoot, but... I knew that even with the bullets, I wouldn't have enough because there were just so many. Because so many people had become like the beast creatures, the zombie beast creatures. So many of them had become like that. And there was such a fear that the Lord let me feel that I I, I had a gun and it was almost like, um, because I don't know if shooting them would even even kill them. Because this is what the Bible says. Because when you read the Bible, it talks about um, that. It, it talks about that time. Yes, because I'm, I'm not even sure if maybe with a gun I could even kill them. I'm not sure because it says that, you know, during those days, people will seek death but will not find it. They will long to die, but death will elude them. So, and I, I don't even know if I, because that's why I looked, because because earlier I saw um, another beast, like human beast creature that looked like, I think um, she might have been shot or some someone might have tried to kill her or something might have tried to happen but it looked like 
Even though her body was severed or separated, it didn't look like she was dead to me because she was still moving. She could still move her body and still come. So I, I didn't even know if even shooting them would even kill them. I, I'm not sure. I, I'm I'm not really sure about this, whether sh shooting the zombies was going to kill them. But from what it looked like, I don't think it was because this because one of the beast creatures, one of them was had their body cut cut into other pieces like they didn't they didn't have their body together and that didn't even stop them so i don't think shooting them is going to stop them i really don't think so but but i don't know that's you know that's my opinion for now i'm i'm not really sure about that because in the dream it didn't look like they were dying because when even though their bodies were severed they they were she was she was still moving with so much power it's like oh like she was overwhelmed with demons and she just so much demonic power so much evil power to kill and to destroy and that force was just driving her to kill people and try to bite people and try to eat people and especially they were going to focus on the people with light because that's what i i heard because the moment i stepped outside i didn't even the moment i stepped outside for some reason they were just coming after me like i they, i just came outside of the house and I saw these zombie creatures or these beast creatures just running after me. They were just coming after me. And this athletic, and I had a gun and so much fear gripped me that I couldn't even pull the trigger. I, I, I couldn't even move my finger properly. I was, it was just so hard to do anything because there's so much fear and there is, it's like there's not enough freedom. It's just very hard to live to live it's so uncomfortable to live and to do anything in the tribulation and it's very painful because there's demons all over and everywhere everywhere you go is like they're either trying to eat you or i don't know trying to get you to take the mark of the beast or something like that but, but for me for where i was the one what i really saw where I, like the lord really did show me the beast creatures that's where i was focusing on and i knew that they were trying to come to like to devour or eat or attack or do something evil, but the Lord didn't let them get close enough to me. They would always get close, but the Lord, they would always try to get very close, but the Lord would always, let's say, end it somehow. He wouldn't let them get very close to me because he knew that it was very hard for me to, to, to experience that because I felt like I was actually living there. I felt like the Lord let me feel the fear. And right now I know it sounds like very light, but I was there and I was really panicking. I was panicking. It was hard for me to think straight. It was, I had a gun in my hand, and it was in my hand. I, I mean, pulling a trigger right now. I mean, right now, doing some, moving my fingers is easy. But in the tribulation, so much fear. I couldn't even even shoot or even shoot the zombies. So a lot of people think that. Well, I'm, I have weapons. I'm going to try to blow up or bomb the zombies. The thing is, first of all, I don't know if if when you shoot them, they're going to die. That I don't know because in the dream. Because in the dream, this zombie looked like she was dead but she was still alive that's what it looked like so i don't know if you shoot them they're gonna die that for now i'm not sure um but i'm telling you that there's gonna be so much fear whether you're going to be able to even have the peace to even aim your target and shoot accurately whether you're gonna even be able to do that it's even a problem i don't even know if you're gonna be able because i couldn't do that when i was in a tribulation and the holy spirit was with me but there was so much fear that the Holy Spirit let me experience in the tribulation to, so that I could relate and share it with you guys so that you would know that it's very serious and the Lord doesn't want anyone there. Because some of the zombies, some of the demon creatures, they look very strong. They look very fit, very athletic. This one I saw, he looked very athletic. And he was faster than all the other ones. He was very fast. 
and he was just running straight at me. And the moment I saw him coming, and I saw that I couldn't pull the trigger, and 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 I saw that I probably didn't even have enough bullets because there were like I don't know, maybe hundreds. I saw a lot. I was surrounded with them, but there were like a few. There were a few feet. Let's say they were about let's say 20 feet away from getting to me, or maybe 30 feet from getting from touching me. I was so terrified, and inst and they were coming. They were coming at me from from different angles. From different angles. Yes, they were coming right at me. They were so close, and I was in neighbor. I was in this neighbor that looked like um, like New, like a New York neighborhood, and I felt like it felt like a New York neighborhood. And everyone, all the sane people there, it looked like they were they had gone, and it was only zombies that were living in the neighborhoods. So from the looks of it, I mean, from my thinking, I think that many people, because in the other dream I had, I saw that when the disaster and all these things happened, many people were, ran into the forest. That's where people went to. But in the forest there were but in the forest there were wild animals but this was I think before the tribulation because in this because this was after the tsunami so in and, and, and that dream was before the tribulation but in this in this dream it, I, I I was in the tribulation and the homes were empty I I don't know where the people went to but I I saw that they packed everything into their cars and they left so I don't know where they're going to go um, I don't know whether they're going to they're going to go into the forest or into the caves. I don't know where they're going to go, but I knew that they left. And the people that were in the city were the demon creatures. So in that time, so many people are not going to be in the cities. The cities are just going to be left with with, with the because the demons they're, they're going to take over the cities. That's what they're going to be. They're going to be in the cities and like you know the capital places. And the Christians will be because from the looks of it. I mean, where I'm, if I could run, I would run to a place where there was no city, because basically where the buildings are, that's where the zombies were. Um, that's where I would, that's where I, I could see them, the neighborhoods where people were. That was where I could see these zombies and these these demon creatures. So if you're living in a time as that, if you're going into the wilderness, what are you gonna have? Are you gonna have water? Are you gonna have um food? Are, it's, it's gonna be really hard. Because you you'll be forced to leave your house unless you want to live with demon creatures or unless you want to live with um, zombies. Because people had abandoned their houses and the houses and the neighborhoods were taken over by. That's what I, the Lord showed me clearly that demons and I mean um, zombie creatures and because some of them look like demons, so that's why I call them demons. Um, but excuse my my excuse my words. Um, the the zombie creatures or the um, the beasts the beast the beast people or the beast creatures. Um, they had become, there were the people that were living in the cities, because that's what I saw. Most of them in, in the city in this, or in the place where I was, um, I just saw that zombies were in the whole neighborhood. That's, they were in the, the, the neighborhood. So, brothers and sisters, I want you to know that things are going to get really hard, because I was so scared and so terrified, I I couldn't take it anymore, and I said, in the name of Jesus, please bring me out of this dream. I asked the Lord because the Lord allowed me to know that he took me there spiritually to visit. And then I was so scared. I didn't know what to do. And I, I, was, I said, Lord, I, asked, I said, in the name of Jesus, please bring me out of this, this dream. That's what I told the Lord. And then the Lord just brought me out. And then the moment I said that, I instantly woke up. The moment I said that, I instantly woke up. So I knew Jesus brought me out because he knew it was really hard for me. But he just let me just experience just a little bit, and he and he let me experience how things were gonna be for someone that let's say 
let's say um a regular christian let's say that or let's say a regular christian that let's say um is just um just a, a normal person that that you know that is trying to find you know that's trying to live a good life and not to be overcome or overwhelmed with demons he let me experience how things were going to be for someone like that because because that's because it felt like that because i mean the if the holy spirit wanted he could have blown all the demons all the zombie creatures away so none will get close to me but i know that he did uh, he uh, because i've had because he gave me other encounters where where i saw myself i mean he gave me other um encounters or other dreams where i saw myself flying and I could see myself flying when everything was happening. And it was like I was made, I was given a lot of supernatural power to do a lot of, uh, to do, let's say, supernatural things. But in this time, when the Lord let me go there into the tribulation in my sleep, um, he allowed me to experience things for a layman. Let's say someone who's just a regular someone, who who is just, you know, who who thinks like, who who has a gun and who has, you know, who who's just, who's who's not really let's say very very um very 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 um focused and very very um let's say very very ready for for the things that are about to happen that's what he let me feel he let me feel it so that I could relate because because the truth is many people that will be left behind will 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 feel what I felt. So the Lord let me feel that so I could relate to people. Because let me feel how it was going to be for, let's say, a layman, someone who became Christian, but let's say was still growing in faith, and let's say had the Lord, but but was, was let's say, still growing the Lord and did not know so much of what to do. And he let, he let me experience, you know, the pain and the sorrow. Because if, if, let's say, if he had allowed me to go around with a lot of, supernatural power things would have been very very easy but he let me experience it hard so that i could relate so that i could tell people how horrible this is because the reality of the matter is most people will go into the tribulation with with let's say with with nothing they they won't be they'll be, be it's just going to be a lame man they they won't be able to do anything some people god will, will bless them and will give them supernatural capabilities but some people it's not going to be everyone Some people, the Lord will let be in the tribulation with a lot of anointing, doing His work. But some people will be there and won't have much of, let's say, a lot of anoint. Like they, they won't be very close to the Lord. They'll they'll be struggling. And the Lord let me experience that so that I could relate to people, so that people would not want to struggle in the tri- in the tribulation, so that people would want to go to, go home in the rapture and not stay in the tribulation. Because that's what I experienced. I experienced it from a perspective where it was very, very hard. It was almost like I couldn't do anything about it. That's what the Lord let me experience. And it was horrifying. And the feeling and the dread and the tribulation was overwhelming. And I asked the Lord to take me out of there. And then the moment I said that, I woke up. And then the Lord, the Lord, woke, the Lord brought me up. And then, and then I felt this. And I and I felt really, really. I felt the. Don't let me feel the fear and the panic and the tribulation to share this with my brothers and sisters, so that no one goes there because the Lord doesn't want anyone to go there. And another experience I had was, this was before the tribulation dream. In this experience, um, the Lord allowed me to 
because it was it was almost like it was almost like a supernatural experience, but I could only hear. I couldn't see so much, but I just heard everything that was relayed to me was by 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 hearing. So I could hear this person that was constantly preaching and speaking the word of God, and he would speak the word of God and would not stop. And to us, it seemed like this person was just talking about the word of God, or was just you know, was just talking about the word. But I saw that suddenly this person, you know, this person was was constantly talking, but I saw that suddenly this um. I I I I didn't see I I heard because it was like an audio vision. It was like the Lord was letting me hear what was going on, but I didn't see what was going on. I just heard. I heard this person talking about the word of God, and then all of a sudden this word came to me. All of a sudden, my, I said to myself in the spirit, and what I said was was the scripture in Daniel. This is what I said. I said, you know, those who are those who I I said this to myself that those who speak the word would be wise and will shine like the brightness of the sun. But I'm going to read the actual scripture to you in Daniel 12:3. It says, "And they that that be wise shall shall shine as the brightness of the firmament, and they shall turn many to righteousness, and the stars as the stars forever and ever." So that's what I could that's that's what I, I heard. I heard myself saying that um, saying that word, that scripture, and then all of a sudden, after I said that, I heard this person, this person that was speaking the word of God. Instantly, I, I I could hear in the spirit that this person was beginning to transform, and he changed, and he lit up. He just began to glow, and I heard this noise, this rushing, this like this mighty noise. It was like the power of God filled the person, and the person exploded in God's light, and the person just lit up. And I heard the noise of of the transformation of someone. I heard him just change and I heard it. Like I I heard the noise. Like uh it's almost like when you hear um let's say it's almost like when you hear um let's say um a wind or a powerful torrent. It is not like that, but I'm just trying to explain. I, I heard like audible. I heard this sound so clear and the person just lit up and I just heard the it was like a, it was like you turning on a light and the sound that it makes and I heard the person just lit up, and I knew that the Lord is telling me that those that are speaking His word and those that keep speaking His word, they will light up, they will shine like the bright, like a bright sky. They're, the wise, those that keep speaking God's true word, they will shine. And the Lord wanted me to say this, and I want to encourage everyone that that you know that is doing what is right, keep doing what is right, keep sharing the word of God. It doesn't matter what they say. It doesn't matter what they do. Just keep speaking the word of God. Keep speaking what, what God leads you to say. And when that time comes, you will shine and you will lead so many people to Christ. Because the Bible says, Arise and shine, for the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. And, you know, arising and shining is going to be for those that have the Spirit of God in them. They're the ones that will arise and shine. Because the Spirit of God is upon them. So you need the Spirit of God in you to work through and to prepare you. So that when that time comes, you can arise and shine. So, brothers and sisters, please do all you can to keep, to speak the word of God and share the word of God. You know, let let you know let the wisdom of God flow. You know, true wisdom comes from Jesus. So, those that are truly wise, those that have the Holy Spirit, those that are seeking the Lord, they will shine. 
you will literally be transformed. This, I, I, I heard this. I, I, I heard this clearly. The Lord showed me this. So, brothers and sisters, please don't give up on the faith. If you're seeking the Lord, don't ever give up. Just keep seeking the Lord. It doesn't matter what happens. It doesn't matter what you go through. Don't give up. Just keep persevering. And your reward is great and mighty, and it's waiting for you. Don't become like, don't become like those that will be left behind in a tribulation. Because I tell you, the Lord let me experience the pain. And I felt it. And I mean, the Lord could have prevented me from experiencing the pain, but... Because as because I mean sometimes when he shows it to other people sometimes he he prevents them from sometimes he knows how much they can take so he doesn't make it very scary for them but for me he did the Lord made it very scary it felt very alive and like a horror movie and I couldn't take it so I asked the Lord to take me out of the dream and he did but I'm telling you it's going to be very horrible the Lord let me experience how things are going to be. For someone that has not been seeking the Lord, someone that doesn't really know the Lord, and like He let me to He allowed me to experience the hopelessness of the tribulation. That's what I was trying to explain earlier. He let me experience the hopelessness. He could have maybe He could have given me a lot of He could have allowed me to do a lot of things in there, but He 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 let me experience the hopelessness, and I really thank Him for letting me experience the hope. I'm really thankful to God for allowing me to experience the hopelessness of the tribulation so that I can relate to people, so that I know that I really don't want to go there and that I can tell people not to go there. Because the, because the time I experienced the tribulation before this time, I couldn't even eat. It was so hard, hard for me. I couldn't eat or, or even sleep alone in my room because I was beyond terrified. I was so terrified of the tribulation. I'm telling you, brothers and sisters, it's... It's the, the the Lord let me experience the fear so that I could share it with you. So that you know that it's very serious. Because a lot of people think tribulation is okay. So, they, look, I only have the fear of the Lord so that you don't want to sin against God. So that you want to remain holy. Because the fear, the tribulation, that is like the terror. It's like God's anger. And he releases, he allows darkness to cover the earth. And if you felt that darkness, you know what I'm talking about. It's overwhelming. Look, you don't want to be in the tribulation. Do all you can to prepare. Live holy. And become like those that will shine. Don't become like those that will be scared. And, you know, that that will, you know, that will, you know, that will panic and make wrong decisions. No, don't do that. Because it's your opportunity. If you become a bride, then you're gone. You're not going to go through any torturing and pain. But if you don't, then you'll be left behind, and you will be afraid, because the Lord showed me this, so that because He's because He's showing me this, so that I, I I encourage people not to go through this. Because sometimes a lot of people think, well, it's easy, like it's 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 nothing, no. But the Lord let me explain that this is very serious. It's going to be so hard for people to go through this. It's going to be so hard, because the Holy Spirit was even with me. I knew He was with me, but I was still very, very, very. Uh, the, the fear of the tribulation, I'm telling you, it is not what people think. It's like when you watch a horror movie, the fear you feel. No, it's not that. It's something that is much more real. It's like living darkness, living fear that comes into the place. Like if you guys, if it's really, it's really horrible. I don't want any one of you to be there. So please repent and live holy and stay away from sin so that you'll be, re so that you'll be redeemed. You have to let the Lord redeem you. And do all you can to prepare for the coming 
of our Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, and another thing that I was also revealed um, in, in that night was that I could also constantly hear the word rebuild, 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 rebuild. While I was sleeping, I just kept hearing the, the word rebuild, 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 rebuild. And then suddenly, I, I saw this vision of this place. It was like a, a building. It was a building that looked very different, and it looked very suspicious. I didn't know what was going on in that building, but I saw that building. It looked very different. It looked like it had, um, it looked like it might, ha it might have had like an underground compartment to it. Um, it, it looked brown. The building was brown, and it, it, I saw like three sections of it. Like it had like sections. And it looked really short. It wasn't really a tall building, like really short building. But it looked like it was short because its main section was underground. It was it was it was not so much so tall because the building was mainly un, the most part of the building, like like a huge percentage of that building was hidden underground. And I could see that, and I didn't know what was about that building, or I didn't know what was going on with that building. But I heard the word. Rebuild, 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 and then this came to me, and then, um, and then when, when I heard that word, I felt like I mean these things were just coming into me. I felt um, it was coming to me. The words that were coming to me had to do with um, air, um, with I think the government, with the U.S. government, and I think with Obama. I think so because that was what was coming to me when I heard the word rebuild. I heard the word rebuild, and I felt like that was coming to me, like the world system, like um, I felt it had to do with the world system, like the government, and it felt like Obama probably had to do with it, but I knew that it had to do with something like that, like world, uh, something that had to do with the world authority, it had to do with the world government or the world system, it had to do with, yes, I knew that it had to do with the world system and maybe the, and the world government, but I wasn't sure, but I think it had to do with Obama too, but I think I think that, I think so. But I kept hearing the word rebuild, and I saw the vision of this building. I didn't know what this building was, but but after this, the word I got from the Lord, the, the Lord just gave me this word in Isaiah chapter chapter nine. He reminded me of something that I had seen, and and he reminded me of of of, of the word in Isaiah. That's what came, that's what came to me, and then this is it. Yeah, this is it. In Isaiah chapter 9, um, from verse um, 8, it says, The Lord sent a word against Jacob, and it is fallen on, and it, it has fallen on Israel. All the people who know Ephraim and the inhabitants of Samaria, who say in pride and arrogance of heart, the bricks have fallen down, but we will rebuild with hewn stones. Yes, um, in this part, the Lord was making it clear to me that, you know, he really did show me, because I kept hearing the word rebuild, rebuild, and in verse 10, it says, the bricks have fallen down, but we will rebuild with hewn stones. The sycamores are cut down, but we will replace them with, with cedars. Therefore, the Lord shall set up and... Oh, wait, the, therefore, the Lord shall set up the, the adversaries of Rezin against him and spur his enemies on the Syrians before 
and the Philistines behind. And they shall devour Israel with an open mouth. For all this his anger is not turned away, but his hand is stretched out still. For the people do not turn to him who strikes them, nor do they seek the Lord for the Lord of hosts. Therefore the Lord will cut off head and tail from Israel. So in, 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 in this so this is as I read from um Isaiah nine from verse eight to um fourteen. But here the Lord is letting me understand that in the vision that I had, I saw a certain building and and I didn't know what was going on in the building, but it was like a a, a, a small building, but it looked like it, it had parts underground. That's what I, I felt, that it was probably an underground building. And it looked very unusual, like very different. It didn't look like the the normal buildings we have. It looked very, very different. It looked like a very different building. It didn't look like the normal buildings we have now. I knew something was strange, something was going on, but I knew that it had, that building had to do with the government of the world, or especially I felt it had to do with America, and I felt it had to do with something I, I think Obama came to my mind that's what I felt and when I when, when the Lord let me to read the scripture he was showing me that they're being very prideful and arrogant and that I think he was showing that it was after the U.S. and I think the government and I think Obama they're being very prideful and arrogant and what's going to happen is that although the Lord is bringing them down and bringing judgment on them they're not being humble and they're not repenting but instead, they are rebuilding because I got the word rebuild, rebuild, and I saw them building like a new building. It looked like a bunk. It looked like it had like an underground bunker. I'm not sure. It looked like that. I mean, that's what I think it is. I think it's an underground bunker um, because the top building was really small. That's what I think it was. But I knew that the Lord was telling me, showing me that that you know that the government and um, and um, and government and Obama and things like that's what I felt that they're being very very um very very arrogant and prideful and disobedient to what the Lord wants, and they're planning on going their own way to rebuild um what they want to rebuild. I'm not exactly sure what they're trying to rebuild because this building I didn't know what it was like when I saw this building, I had no idea of what it was, but I felt like it was something was going on, so I know the Lord is telling me he was he was letting me understand in this word that you know something wrong is going on and they know it's wrong the government knows that what they're doing is wrong but they're being disobedient and rebellious against the word of god and because of that they're going forth to do the evil thing that the lord does not want them to do and they're being stubborn and they're trying to say that they can build up and do what they want that they're self-dependent that they're in control of 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 their lives and they could do what they want and what is going to happen is Lord, let me understand that because of this even a greater judgment is going to come, and the, and remember that when I when I read this, I, I I'm in verse twelve it says, but his hand in verse twelve the last part, but his hand is it's is stretched out still. So meaning a very great judgment is going to come, and even after the Lord hits them with the first wave, he's going to still hit them with another wave. This is what happened with Israel, but this time I feel like it's going to happen to this country, to the United States. I feel like it's going to happen here. And this is what's going to happen. Because, you know, the government is being rebellious and the leaders are being rebellious and being prideful and arrogant. They're going against what God... When God tries to stop them, they don't listen. They keep going against 
them. God is going to hit them with something that is so great that they won't be able to rebel against. This time when they get hit, it's going to be so strong that they're going to be, it's going to be like God's going to strike them, they're going to die, and they're going to end up in hell. It's going to be so great that they won't be able to change anything about it. Because God is hitting them with small things so that they repent, but they're being very stubborn. So God is going to hit them with something that is so great that they won't be able to do anything about it. They'll just, you know, they'll be broken down so much that they won't be able to get up again. They'll be snuffed out like a flame. They won't be able to light up again in any way. So that's what I, I felt the Lord letting me understand, that um, they're rebuilding something. I don't know what it is they're rebuilding, but I encourage you to seek the Lord on that. The Lord will show you what they're trying to rebuild. But they're they're rebuilding out of arrogance and disobedience.